on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Nick returns to the co-pilot chair after his galactic adventure, so he will join Matt in analyzing the latest round of Obi-Wan Kenobi news and leaks, which features some interesting moments of speculation on potential flashback moments and trooper variants. The dudes will also let you know who Benny Softy is playing in the limited series because he's taking on much more than a random celeb cameo. If Kenobi isn't your cup of tea, you have issues, but fear not. The Mandalorian Season 3 and a few new rumors will be mentioned, and one may make you say, Great Scott! Mace Windu fans will also be treated to a topic this week as the bros analyze what his return could look like. Of course, the show will end with this week's fan segment featuring question of the week responses and the latest round of top 5 Star Wars artist features. Punch it, Chewie! Oh my god, hey now! Whoa, you can tell Nick is back because the wheels are already off the show. I mean, that, that, that could be, if you're on the live stream, that could have been one of the worst live intros we've ever done. I mean, it, it, it's like our opening intro that I do a very horrible announcer voice for ended. You had like 15 seconds of silence. I still had standby screens up, didn't have the mics on, but hey, we're here! Woo! And by we, I am no longer referring to the mouse in my pocket. Young Nick has returned. He has made it back from his galaxy-wide adventure, across the pond at least, and he's here to talk all things smoking in Paris, (laughs) and Star Wars, and Kenobi, and Jedi Fallen Order 2, and The Mandalorian. Great, Scott. Boy, do we have some topics for you. You know, Nick, we lamented when the Book of Boba Fett ended that you and I could be looking at... Uh, kind of a wasteland for a few months until Kenobi comes out at the end of May. Yeah. Uh, but that that hasn't been the case. I, I was quite taken aback by the Lucasfilm and Disney Plus marketing machine and the fact that they started to kind of go full tilt into promoting Kenobi about two to three weeks before I thought it would all begin. So... As things usually go at the Star Wars time show, all the big news broke after we would record an episode, and the 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 killer stuff broke after you left the goddamn country. Yeah. So yours truly was holding down the fort for two weeks, but Nick is back. We're going to talk about his trip, and then obviously get into all the new Star Wars stuff today. But Nick, we do have a, a new segment these days, and it is... The Padawan is home, and she'd like to say hello. So. <laughs> Welcome back, young one. I see you brought the cat with you, and she's going to have to get thrown down there. How you doing? Good. Good? Let me see you on the camera here. There she is, back from school. <laughs> I was at her. Uh, she had gymnastics yesterday, practicing some of her Jedi maneuvers, doing quite well. Fun. Dive dive rolls, round offs, ready to rock. You yep. good? Yep. Okay. You got anything to say? Important? Any life lessons for these bozos? No. All right. Nope. Well, good to see you. I think your iPad's right there if you want to do your homework. All right. That's how you do it, people. 
<laughs> got to keep them involved. But yeah, that's that's been the new segment since you've been gone. She uh, now likes to come down, uh, get on the camera for a bit, say hello, check in, make sure her old man is not swearing too much. Uh, <laughs> she was filling in for me. Yeah, as she tells me these days, you know, once I get into kind of a profanity-laced uh, diatribe, she'd be like, Daddy, <laughs> stop. You said you wouldn't do that. So while it sounds awful, I do believe my parenting choice to just let my mouth flow as usual in front of a little kid has paid off because yeah. swearing now is so yucky to her that she doesn't even want to hear it, let alone speak it herself. So. <laughs> There you yeah. go. I Some say, unconventional that, parenting. <laughs> usually that has the opposite effect. Usually yeah, well, it goes I, the other way. Well, you're right, Nick, because, I mean, there's a reason I speak the way I do. And it's my father was in the restaurant biz when I was a little kid. So every Saturday morning when he was calling his stores, the conversation was essentially, what the fuck, you stupid motherfuckers? How much fucking money we make, you cocksuckers? It's like, <laughs> and that was normal to me. I was like, that's how you talk. And lo and behold, by first grade, I was getting stood up in front of the class to apologize for my mouth on the playground and threats of being paddled. But I, I also opted to keep the potty mouth, but it's looking like it is working. The, at least the reverse effect is working on my young one because she does not like hearing daddy uh get explicit these days huh yes yeah, so as you can see on the live stream which if you want to join up if you're new here it's every tuesday on youtube.com slash star wars time show typically around 2 30 p east even if we're not talking at 2 30 we're gonna have a static screen up there for you to stare at and and make yourself question why you clicked on our live stream link for a particular tuesday afternoon uh, but the full gang's back. We're going to hear about Nick's little trip, what he got into, what type of stuff he was smoking or people were smoking in front of him. <laughs> it definitely sounds like a a, car, a, a, a cancer-filled vacation, at least, in terms of the air he was inhaling. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nick, I guess he brought up, you know, he, he went over to France. I, I don't know if he just stayed in France the whole two weeks or week and a half, whatever it was. But Nick was talking about uh, before we went live that it was it kind of shocked him how many people smoke in France. Yeah. Like, and, you know, for, for a lot of us that grew up in the 80s, the 70s, we were kind of used to that. You'd go to uh, anywhere. People would be smoking inside. You'd have smoking, non-smoking sections, all that stuff. And, um, you know, that, that hasn't been the case for what, I mean, it feels like at least over a decade, if not going on 15 years at this point, Yeah, we, we really have banned smoking in most public places, especially indoors. But Nick, that is not the case over in France. Huh? I mean, he's like <laughs> little babies are smoking, pregnant <laughs> women are smoking, uh, little kids on their field trip buses are smoking. So it's, it's pretty rough over there for people that want to breathe clean air, huh? Yeah, I mean, it was that was the first, like, my first thought when I kind of started milling around Paris was like, I was like, man, it just smells like smoke everywhere. And <laughs> everywhere you look, like, down streets and, like I was telling maybe like, in, in the subway stations and stuff, like, people are just smoking. And I'm like, this is wild because... I mean, I know we have a lot of international listeners here, but here in America, for the most part, like Matt said, smoking has is pretty much disallowed in public establishments. Like you can smoke when you're walking on the street, 
but you know, in establishments on, in the interior of buildings like that, it's out of the question. Um, and for that reason, a lot of people have either just quit smoking altogether or have, you know, just kept their smoking habits to their home. But in France, it's just everywhere, everywhere you look, somebody's smoking and it, it like threw me off at first. I was like, man, I haven't smelled this much. This yeah, it, cigarette smoke in a while. You're right. I mean, we're we're so conditioned now to not be around it, especially us non-smokers of that shit. All right. I, yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna disparage all forms of inhaling things, especially chemicals, paint, lead. <laughs> but it, it's been so long since we've been kind of forced to inhale secondhand smoke that you forget at how toxic it makes the air and how nasty it is. And it, it really, hey, don't get me wrong. I, I got hooked to the nicotine bug for a few years myself. Uh, I opted for the chewing tobacco versus the smoking. So I, I, I get what nicotine can do to a brain. But in both instances, both forms of the drug, it's straight up poison poo. You're smoking poison poo with cigs. You're chewing on poison poo with the dip. Yet that that nicotine and the you know carbon monoxide, the, all the other nonsense that they put in there, just it makes your brain want more. But it is it's just like when you smell a cigarette, you're like, how the fuck do people smoke these things? Yeah. But that's that's the power of drugs and addiction, my friends. I mean, it's you know, you you might ask if you're a smoker like, well, Matt, how do you fucking flip your brain switch off drinking bourbon, which is essentially a nice way to say you're drinking paint thinner. And you're right. I don't know. We all have fucked up heads. We all do different things to make ourselves feel better. But cigarette smoke is just rancid. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have a very addictive personality. Like I did smoke for a little while towards the lucky end of, bastard. Like I, I yeah, I, I did it for like a little while in high school towards like the first year of college. And then I, I mean, I really quit with no issue. I just was like, I'm not going to smoke anymore. And I stopped. So I got lucky in that sense. Oh, shit. There goes Nick. Here's the his system must have uh, flaked out. <laughs> Here's the Skype. Oh, you got to love it when it's the two man show, right? Uh, Let me see if we can get him back on here. All right. Here he comes. Fear not, people. That's the joys of the live stream. He'll be back. This is what happens when there are two people on a live stream (laughs) instead of one. (laughs) Look at this. You know, by 45 minutes, we'll get through all the technical issues and delays and 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 dead air. But we we will. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Star Wars at some point. But yeah, so. no, so like I never had the addictive personality, but that was like the first thing that I that I really noticed about Paris. Other you, than you that, have nothing like there's nothing you feel like you have to do or your life will end. No. <sighs> I lament. I, I no. lament. I mean, like, like the I life I've created for myself because of addictions. Yeah, like I, I I can go however long I want to without drinking alcohol. I can yeah. like I don't have like a specific food desire or need that needs to be filled all the time nothing not like even you know maybe smelling your earwax or you know tucking your finger in your balls and giving (laughs) that a smell every once in a while you got you have no habits or addictions that you have to do to feel like you'll make it through life okay i really don't like not that i can think of i mean the only thing is that i can't like the only thing is is really like i i just don't allow myself to gain like obsessive amounts of weight but 
I mean, I, that might just be like a health thing because when I do put on extra weight, like I can feel like I feel worse and then I drop weight. Well, yeah, I mean, you're I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a short man. Nick's not as short as I am, but he's not much taller either. And I can vouch for it on a short frame. If you start to get fat, it sucks. Yeah, it's it, it makes life very difficult. I, I would think at any size being extremely obese sucks. But I remember at, you know, five, six clock and two thirty. I mean, that that's rough. Yeah. And it, it's like bending over to tie your shoes. Your lungs feel like they're 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 getting choked out. You know, you start sweating. You can't breathe. Walking is a chore. Doing anything is a chore. I mean, yeah. you, you might even like start getting the like the fat roll smell <laughs> at those sizes. So I get it. And yeah. I do. I'm jealous because I I've got multiple addictions uh, some are ocd based i would consider star wars an addiction of mine uh, in the ocd category because I, I genuinely do feel like if i don't cover something for star wars either my life will end or the star wars time show will essentially be deleted from people's memories <laughs> yeah it's I fucking mean, stupid it's crazy it's it's i i, I get it. I, I don't need to do it but i feel like i need to do it then yeah. there's the food is probably my my biggest addiction and then, you know, all of the self-medication I use to probably hide other addictions, mental deficiencies and addictions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough, dude. Yeah, no, it I mean, rough. I mean, you're right, because I think Matt may have mentioned to you guys like when the when the trailer dropped that he didn't expect me to watch it. And he was completely right. I didn't watch the Kenobi trailer <laughs> until until 15 minutes before we went live. Like I just, yeah. like I knew it was out there. I knew it was going to be out there when I got home. And like Nick's I, gone Star Wars fanboy adjacent. Like he, he's kind of removed himself from the fanboy. And now he is, he is a, he's kind of like a casual observer. Well, cause I uh, just I, like, I, I, if the fandom was healthy, if the fandom was actually something to be excited about, like being a part of, then Maybe I would be more That's, involved because okay. I wanted to ask because I, I mean, and again, th this is no knock on Nick. And I think he would admit it himself. But many years ago, when we made the decision to, to, to do this as the SWTS, it was kind of a like, yeah, we're going to have our own site. We're going to be making content, Star Wars all the time. Fuck Entertainment Buddha. And, and you know, we were all gung ho. But over the years, as Nick has said, like his the. Is that what it's been? Has it been the fandom that has just worn you down? Is it me? Is it the show? Is it Star Wars in general? But th there has been a shift in your, I don't want to, maybe not your love of Star Wars, but your your passion for your love for Star Wars. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. And I mean, I think it's just like anytime something is becomes toxic and is just surrounded with negativity, you, is, you close out. You yeah, it, it's shut like, yourself off. I, I I don't need to like I don't voluntarily bring that type of energy into my life, and like right, it's just it's it's inevitable and it's unavoidable within the Star Wars space now. Unfortunately, I mean that's that's just kind of how it's broken down. I think another thing that really kind of put me off of it is just like how the how the community itself and how the coverage of Star Wars outside of mainstream like like big sites is almost solely focused on leaks and like I hate leaks leaks are the reason that movies get ruined and it 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 it's just an active way to ruin somebody's experience with new content and see I, I thought you were going to go towards just the 
like the clickbait method of covering Star Wars versus leaks. Because I mean, I mean, the leaks we kind of we can choose to engage or not to engage. So I'll, I'll take I'll take the, that one there because I I choose to engage because we do a program and I you know I want some stuff to talk about. But what what drives me nuts, and you're right, it, it really is how people cover Star Wars, and, and one of the reasons we're not a big channel because we don't really partake in it, and I'm crazy is the clickbait method of presenting Star Wars, either news or opinions, where it, it, the connotation is almost always negative. It, you're, it's usually attacking someone, and the someone is typically going to be of the fair sex, uh, you know, attacking decisions of, of artists, this, that, and the other things. Yeah. So. I, mean, I mean, basically, the, the, the big point of demarcation for, like, my exuberance and excitement was definitely after seeing how the fan base not reacted completely turned on every star wars creator after the last jedi yeah and then seeing that i mean at first i was like well maybe this is just like an adverse reaction to this film solo's coming out soon we'll see a turnaround and then like when it spilled over into solo and then when that's just continued to roll and every, every, and then the narrative for every piece of star Wars content from the greater fandom was, this is what I hate about it. This is who I don't like. I don't yes. like this person. It, when it every, became hate watching star Wars yeah. versus just watching a science fiction property. Yeah. It's it's it, and and that's where I kind of just like, I enjoy it. I enjoy talking with you about it, but I can't, I can't put all of my energy into something that is just essentially turned into a toxic wasteland where people take like, before they even look at, before they even see a piece of released content, they list everything they hate about it. (laughs) And it's just like, that's right. That's right. And that's one thing like you would think someone like me, I mean, people know me that I'm a pretty, hateful pessimistic person but i don't bring that approach to star wars star wars is like one of the last remaining beacons in my life where i'm not a just a complete debbie downer about Uh, but i get it and you're right i I mean we've talked about before tlj is a clear as you said demarcation line almost like the mason dixon line like fans in the north they weren't going to let it ruin their lives or Star Wars, and they've kind of let it go for, you know, what it is. It, it's a movie. It's a good standalone movie. In the trilogy, just like Episode Nine, it, it feels off. But then there's other people like the South that have allowed it to just fester, even to this stage, still making memes about Ryan Johnson or, or Kathleen Kennedy and still like, oh, they're fucking this up again. Like the last Jedi. Look at the Grand Inquisitor's head. Fuck Lucasfilm. Disney's. Re- I get it. I get it. You know, it was just something we were kind of spitballing last week as I was asking the people in the live stream to give me some sort of a sounding board <laughs> when I was um, by myself. Uh, no, uh, James English, we're not hating on Star Wars fans again. We're, we're talking about the community. So someone with a comment like that, I'm assuming you're one of the people that get bent over the stuff that we discuss. So I mean, that's up to you. Uh, you can yawn all you want. You can, you can disengage from the Star Wars time show. Plenty of people have, we like being hated. So sorry to disappoint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was just answering the question of 
why I don't seem as like why I'm not jumping to go watch right. the Kenobi trailer as soon as it came out. So if it yeah, bothers it's you, it's like again, I mean, with, with some people, care. you can't fucking win. You you can't yeah. fucking win with these people. If you're if you're expressing your own opinion, it, they take it as an attack. So yeah. it is what it is. Let's go back to anything else exciting from your trip. Um, yes. Yeah, so. Like, I, I mean, like the, the, the people like that, you know, fuck that shit. That that's the stuff that Nick is talking about. We're sitting here having a fucking conversation about his opinions on people and, and people are taking that as an attack on the fans. Like, like what the fuck is going on? All right. Sorry to offend James English over Nick's opinion on the fandom. If you like the fandom and the toxic shit about it, have at it. If that makes you happy, have at it. All right? Start your own stupid show and talk about how dumb we are and how, how much we suck. That's okay. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Nick. But, uh, so, yeah. I mean, Paris was cool. Like, my, my favorite part of, like, Paris as an actual city was definitely the Louvre. The Louvre is like an amazing, I mean, I'm sure most people, if not everybody here knows what it is, but it's an amazing museum in Paris that has some of the greatest pieces of artwork and and history in the world. Um, And just being able to like walk through that and see some of these incredible pieces of art that you've only either seen in books or heard about in, 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 in classes or in school or something like that was really cool. Like seeing the Mona Lisa up close was pretty cool, even though it's literally only about that big it's a very small painting um so yeah just wandering really? around that was all yeah yeah no it, it, it's tiny they, it, they always make it seem like it's fucking huge i mean is, are you talking like an eight by ten yeah it's roughly it might be a little bit bigger than an eight by ten but it's it's roughly that size it's it's very very small um in fact it's in a room where you have the mona lisa on like your right hand side and then on the left-hand side of the wall is a massive painting that is the full length of the wall. So, like, you look at those two juxtaposed against each other, and the Mona Lisa almost looks like a postage stamp. Um, but, I mean, it was it's just incredible to be able to walk through that. And the city itself is just, it's a city that's rich with history, but it's also one of those cities where there's not technically a lot to do. It's a city where you just walk around and you look at things. Um, so for some people that would be like boring as fuck. Cause you're, you're not actually engaging with anything. You're just walking around and you're like, here's the Eiffel tower. Here's the, you know, here's this monument. Here's the, here's Notre Dame cathedral and all these other things. Um, but for me, it was just kind of cathartic to just walk around, see a lot of the places that I had only and, read and about. And inhale a uh, secondhand smoke. <laughs> yeah. And get a whole <laughs> shitload of smoke. So yeah. That's wild. Um, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm a dumbass. We we've established that, especially when it comes to art and real ass paint. Yeah. Why is it so fucking famous then? Um, I mean, I, is it just like because it was so far back and it was so lifelike? I mean, what what's what's the big draw to the Mona Lisa? I think a lot of it is the is the artist the man himself. Yeah. yeah you right. know, Leonardo da Vinci is an incredibly famous artist. The, and the piece itself is still kind of shrouded in 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 a, a layer of mystery. And there were a lot of techniques that were used. I mean, this again, I didn't know all this shit. This is shit that I read when I was at the museum and that I heard guides talking about. But essentially, like there were a lot of techniques that were used in there to make to make the the visage of the Mona Lisa feel as 
inviting and lifelike and realistic as it does. There's also the, a lot of mystery that surrounds like, you know, how the image itself was constructed because there was a model that sat there, but the actual face is not this woman's face. And everybody is pretty much believes at this point that the Mona Lisa is a feminized representation of Leonardo da Vinci himself. So holy shit. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it Getting was a, deep. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you have like some treats out there? Or you, you were just stone sober reading all this stuff no, and no, getting historical. Just, just sober. <laughs> and I I mean, like I am like a big history fan. Like I, I, I enjoy history. So like going through a museum. There's like plenty awesome. over in Europe. I mean, yeah. again, we'll probably get attacked for this. Like we hate America or something. But a lot of people, especially Americans who are fucking stupid and going through our school system where history has been sanitized. But we haven't been around for that long, yeah. people. Does everyone understand that? Yeah. You go over to, you know, Britain, France. I mean, those countries have been around for thousands, like established civilizations for thousands of years. Yeah. There is so much more history in in everything, the, the architecture, the cities, how the cities were built. Yeah. And again, I'm not hating on America. They just, you got to remember those people started there first and then the outcast came here. Yeah. Okay? It's always, right. it's really cool to be able to like walk through, like we walk through a church, like Taylor had been to France before. So she's like, oh, we should go to this, this little kind of neighborhood. It's called Montmartre. Uh, and it's like, there's this church on a hill and I'm not a religious person anymore. Like I grew up Catholic. I went to church for, you know, the, the majority of my life through high school. And then once I got to college, I kind of dropped it. But like, I, you, you walk through the church in Montmartre and the church is older than America as a country. And it's like, wow, you know, it, it really does. You kinda, hate America! <laughs> Ooh, it, patriots! It really kind of takes you back when you're you like... You know oh, where Nick was actually at these two weeks? He joined the, the, um, the convoy of dipshits <laughs> that were driving around yeah. for patriotism or something, right? Yeah. That's what you were really Had doing. my trucker hat on! <laughs> He's protesting something. He's protesting something. He doesn't know. He's protesting yeah. something. He doesn't know. No, but it was all fun. Right, well, and then good food. You get some food and drinks and all that. I mean, yeah. So isn't France is also known for its its eateries? Its eateries, its delicacies. So we did have some French food. We didn't like put a whole lot of focus on like every day we're there we have to eat French food. But we did stop at like one did of you the eat at McDonald's. I did not. We did pass a couple of McDonald's. A quarter and we pound, was it? Quarter pounder with cheese and French. Royale with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I could not, I cannot confirm that for you. I, I actually wish that I would have gone in, in there just to see. Um, but uh, uh, do your it, first ever TikTok. Look, I'm going to go order a Royale with cheese. Yeah. You go in there like, you fucking Let's stupid fuck American. Here. Like, that is another thing. These idiots. That's another thing is that like, so I've, I haven't been many places in Europe. I've been to Italy. I've been to Germany. I've been to France, but like France is the one where it feels like the French people are inconvenienced by you just being there. They're, they're like, like when I was in Italy and when I was in Germany, like there was no problem. Like they, they, they know you're American. They know that more than likely you don't speak their language and they, they're okay with that. They're okay with that cultural exchange of like, I can speak some English to you and then what little German or Italian, you know, you can speak back to me in France. They do not like that. You're in their country and you can't speak their language. Like, so that's all, that's all legit. Then they, they fucking hate 
Americans or really anyone that doesn't speak French. Yeah, it's 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 they it's look noticeable at, that that yeah. you're you're bothering. Yeah, them. it's it's a noticeable inconvenience. <laughs> it's a noticeable inconvenience. Oh man, <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, we did eat some French food. I had a crepe. I had uh, you know some uh, really cr- like we we. I did. No, I like we, we tried. We tried so hard. Like we we would order the best. Like every time we would go to a restaurant, we would order the best that we could in French. Um, whenever you we use were, one of those apps they have now, where you can essentially just talk right into it, and then it, it'll it'll spit it out in French. Like the whole time, next like, yeah, yeah I want a quarter pound of cheese. It's like a wee wee. I want Yeah, but uh, yeah, we didn't use one one of those, but we tried the best that we could, and we could tell like. Not everybody was annoyed, but most people that we came into contact with that was like <laughs> that either were serving us or that. Oh, my goodness. That that, we that's just, I, I, I would I, that would drive me nuts. Yeah, I, it, I would drive. I'd be like, listen, motherfuckers. No one would come to this dumbass country outside of like your history and food. So if you want the tourism dollars, just put on a fucking smile and yeah, deal with it. I know. Because you're probably more intelligent than most Americans anyways, and you probably know how to speak two languages. They, we don't. We're yeah. fucking stupid. We don't learn it in school. Just deal with it. We got the money. Deal with it. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were definitely inconvenienced. But um, the city itself was nice. The last two days we spent in Disneyland Paris, and I know that uh, Props was asking me, I think I, when I posted some stuff on my Instagram for probably the first time in six months, he was like, oh, make sure to, to let us know how Disneyland Paris was, because that was why I think this, he said that's the only one that he hasn't been to was the one in Paris. Um, and it was really fun. It was, it was really cool. So we stayed at the Art of Marvel Hotel on Disneyland Paris grounds, and it was an amazing experience in that hotel. Like the hotel itself is, is either brand new or newly refurbished and it is super sleek. Like it is. Did a, they all hate you there too. They, like, they were so can't the, wait to these motherfuckers check out. This guy keeps asking for towels and shit. <laughs> Big Americans. <laughs> they were actually very, uh, very cordial and very nice. So that was a good experience. The general Parisian. Well, it is, I guess it was on Disney. Disney. So they got like, they have to go through that program and like, listen up motherfuckers. I know you hate all these Americans coming in here, but you keep that smile spread across your face That's from right. start shift to end shift. That's right. So um, the, the hotel itself was amazing. And the room that we had was actually an upgraded room. It was a superior garden room. I don't know what oh, that look means. At the, but, look at this big swinging dick these but, days. But also I mean, hey, France. He, he, goes to, he goes to France for a couple of weeks. He's staying in, in the suites. He just told me he's, he just dropped the down payment on a bigger house. I yeah. mean, look at this guy. Two years ago, he couldn't even find a damn job. Now he's gallivanting <laughs> around the globe, not just the country. He's around the globe <laughs> buying multiple homes. I mean, Jesus, I need to get in the, the advertising business. Working hard. So, um, <laughs> but the room was awesome and it was actually set up in a way that was pretty cool where like it felt very Tony Stark where like when you walk in the room, like big open space, you can't really see like from what you could see when you walked in, there was no television. Um, oh, fuck that. I would have turned right around and be like, but, what? But hold on. <laughs> so you walk in and like the, there's the bed, there's a little couch. And then like right across the wall, right across the bed on the wall opposite is like a mirror, like a, like a big mirrored section of the wall. And I thought it was just a mirror. But then I saw a TV remote sitting there. So I was like, oh, there's got to be a TV in here somewhere. So I turned it, like I pushed the button and the TV is built into the mirror 
And when the TV comes on, it goes to like this amazing Marvel splash screen and then comes up and says, welcome, Mr. Caminita. I was like, oh, wow. holy shit. So it's like it's like half assed Star Cruiser Hotel, but for Marvel. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. It, like the rooms are kind of themed, a little techy, little Stark Industries like that's yeah. pretty neat. Very sleek. There's, there's. Do they have any? And they don't have like their own Batu over there. Do they have like a, any dedicated Star Wars shit? Not at, yet. So at the Disneyland Paris or wherever this is. Not yet. Not yet. So they are building the Avengers campus. They're building the Star Wars campus, and they're going to be building a like a frozen section to the right. the Disney Paris. So they, parks they do well. eventually try to model what's happening. Yeah. over here at the home bases. Okay. Yeah, I think that the the Avengers campus is set to open up summer of next year and then the Frozen stuff and then the Star Wars stuff over there. Um so they they are a little bit more behind in terms of like the launch of Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland Paris, but it it's I think that's supposed to open in 2025. Um the hotel was amazing and the 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 best part about it was where the New York hotel is, where our hotel was, you can walk to the Disney, like to both Disneyland Park and Disney, like Walt Disney Studios Park in, in Paris. Yeah, so it's not, it's not all, you know, I've only, I'm not a pro like Nick. I've only been to Maine Disney once. Yeah. And, and it's kind of a shit show to get there. Like the, like the Magic Kingdom one where you, you got to like park out in the lot. Then you're either walking a far away or waiting for shuttles. Then you got to get on a fucking boat, like literally a fucking <laughs> boat. From the parking lot, then when you're off the boat, you might get on another shuttle and then you're finally there. Yeah. So this one was not like that. This one was you literally like you walk through a security checkpoint and then you're there. And the way that it's set up is like you go to the right. It's Disneyland Park. You go to the left. It's their Disney Studios Park. So they're, the parks are super close to each other. Which was very convenient. Like, hey, if dude, you what do you go got? Where, are those Harry Potter figures up there behind you? No, I, I've, I've never looked at you like I'm looking at your full thing. For some reason, I, I'm just looking at all screens of Nick right now. <laughs> no, Do you like over. over on your your right behind your right. You got figures on the top shelf. Oh, Is it Harry Potter guys. No, it's probably Firefly. Um, ah, yeah. OK, yeah, there it is. I can yeah, see yeah. Mal and all them. All right. Yeah, guys. yeah, it's Firefly. All um, right. Well, yeah. Sounds like a sounds like a good trip. I'm yeah. sure it was a, a nice time out with the lady. You were back yeah. what in the states last Wednesday? Yeah, we got back in late last Wednesday. Um, and yeah, it was great. The good thing about Disney Paris is you can do both parks in essentially a day and a half. Like if you really pushed yourself, you could do them both in a day. You could do both of them combined in a day and a half. Would you? You would have to do all like the fast pass shit and all that, right? So they, they do that or. We didn't because the lines aren't very long there. Like uh, really? the I think the longest line that we waited in in the Disneyland park was 35 minutes. And the uh, the longest line, they did have longer lines in Walt in the Disney Studios park because that is a smaller park and it only has like six or seven total rides in it. So we did have to wait over an hour for yeah, one this, of the rides. This does there. sound like bootleg Disney, to be yeah. honest with you. But it was super cool. Like they, their Space yeah. Mountain is called Hyperspace Mountain, and it's all Star Wars themed. So that was amazing. Like, the, is it the, the same ride? They just changed the interior, or it's, it's it's like a whole different track. It's a whole different track. That one actually like flips and does corkscrews, and is is actually almost more like the Hulk or Rock and Roller Coaster than it is like 
Space Mountain in Florida. Got you. Um, so that that was an incredible ride. It was really cool to get to see like all like the rides themselves are themed and are like essentially have the same names, but the rides in Dis in Disney Paris are actually faster, more intense, whatever you want to call it. Like um, it's a little bit more uh, like for older. Are you people. saying that they, they have like less regulations over there? They're like there's no lap bars or no shoulder straps. You're like, hey, fuck <laughs> it. You want to bring your baby on? It's up to you. Dude, we don't it, care. Go for it. it was, Come to Disney Paris. It's wild. It was fun though. We went and it was well, the 30th good. anniversary when we went to. So they had like some special 30th oh, anniversary there you stuff go. going on. So that was, that was, well, that was fun. I mean, outside of all the Kenobi shit and the trailer breakdown, you didn't miss much here in the States. Yeah. Um, not much at all. I, I, all I got to do on my meager salary is go to a, like a hillbilly vacation spot for a night in the, the Kalahari Indoor Water Park in Sandusky, Ohio. Okay. So whenever I want to test my, my kind of my uh, comfortability factor for being around people that are probably carrying all sorts of diseases, including COVID, I head to Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> Last year, I did it with Cedar Point for a few days out in the open with thousands of people. This, week, th- this year, I did it at Kalahari indoors with thousands of people, and so far, I'm not dead. So thumbs up on, on uh, COVID restrictions being lifted. How about over there? Was it, did they still make you guys do stuff or is it pretty free like we are? So on on the 14th, the entire country ended the mask mandate and all COVID requirements. Um, Okay. Before, before the 14th, the Disney park had already lifted their mask requirements um, anyway. So there was no masks regardless. And then within the city. So even though the mask mandate was still in place while we were there for a bit, Nobody was really enforcing it. Like everybody was wearing so like over, like over here the entire time. Though. Yeah. Everybody was wearing their masks on the subways and the like trains and stuff like that though, just out of like personal caution. But right. there was nobody that was, that was like actively going around and saying, yeah. like, you have to wear your mask. I'm, I'm slowly trying to retrain my brain that it's okay to, to be in public without a mask. And it's not, it's not that easy. Yeah, I wasn't like a freak and, you know, I never left my house for two years. I mean, I've been out and about, but I, I definitely have foregone being in enclosed tiny spaces with other humans. So I, I'm slowly getting out there trying to recondition myself. But, it, it, you know, the, the two years will will work some fucking damage on a head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like even yesterday I went to my my kids gymnastics class, which some shady motherfuckers show up and, and where the parents room is, it gets kind of tight little warm and this is the first time i was like ah, i'm gonna try to not wear my mask and see how my brain does and i kept it down the whole time but it was like i'm gonna fucking die yeah like th- there's enough maga loving people in here that probably have stock fulls of ivermectin somewhere <laughs> uh, you know believed all the misinformation that they're gonna kill me but I'm, I'm trying to get better i just i keep pretending that the data they tell us for my state is legit and that there's only a couple hundred people um, that are actually infected, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I know there's a new variant coming. It, it popped a little bit over there in Europe. Who knows what it will do here? But it is. We're all trying it. I, I, there's a lot of us that listen to this. They they may still be masking up. I mean, my kid. We have given her the choice. She still likes wearing one to school, uh, but she's even getting kind of a little more lax with it, playing and and going over to friends' houses. But it, it'll take some of us a little bit, to, uh, at least mentally, to get kind of back to 
not feeling like the person next to you is death. Yeah. Is going to kill you. And they're breathing (laughs) and they're breathing death on you. So I don't know, man, I, I, I still wore one in a target. It's just like, it's weird. It's like I pick and choose now. And I know there's no science behind those decisions, but I know if like scummy type of people are going to be somewhere, I'm probably going to have a mask at least hanging from my head. Yeah, I definitely Maybe not on, but, but hanging from my neck just in case I want to throw it up there and be like, eee, I don't know about this guy or this gal sitting next to me. Yeah, I, I, I definitely went through that phase for a little bit too. Like when Texas first started to kind of ease things, I was, we were like, it's fucking weird we're, we are we're animals by nature we're tribal by nature so even if you have all the data all the science and all the intelligence in the world it is nearly impossible to not feel like an asshole when you're the only one in a room wearing a mask it's impossible i'm very confident in myself and my knowledge but even i allow my brain to be like hey man Aren't you being kind of fucking weird right now? Like, look, don't you feel like a fucking loser? Look, you weirdo. You creep. Why are you wearing a mask? No one else is. What's, what the fuck's wrong with you? So, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll, yeah. we'll all get there or we'll all die. It doesn't matter. That That's kind of where I think the world's going at this point in time. <laughs> um, I'm still shooting for complete annihilation. Just total like, death. Yeah, perfected chaos. He's like, I don't wear a mask. I just <laughs> I just put on the serial killer smile and people give you space. And, and I can believe that. Uh, perfected chaos has some of the greatest stories about his turbulent past that I will not recount on this show. Uh, but let's just say the dude has, has done some time in his past has atoned for it, but his stories of doing time and how he did time are, are are quite entertaining. And, (laughs) and they also will make you believe that if he's walking around in public with a serial killer smile that he is, and you don't want to, you know, stand next to him. (laughs) Uh, I, I, he's kind of described himself. And after watching the movie, he's kind of like the Bronson character. Who's, who's kind of like a a famous prisoner from uh, British history. Yeah. Tom Hardy played him in a movie. I, I think it's just called Bronson. I highly recommend watching it. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, PK, PK had some stories. All right, dude, uh, we've been farting around far too long. <laughs> Already lost a fan or two because you, you don't like toxic Star Wars fans. Uh, the, only, the only quick hit I have that's not Star Wars is a recommendation for those on HBO Max. And you're going to be like, well, why, do, why the fuck did you watch this? Well, I watched the first one and decided to give the second one a try. And like I said last week after I did my quick review of The Atom Project, uh, Ryan Reynolds to me is like a Tom Cruise. I'm going to check out pretty much anything he's in. He's just entertaining. And I think he does good work across the board. Um, but I, um, I finally got around to watching Hitman's wife's bodyguard, which is the sequel to, I think Hitman's bodyguard, which starred, uh, Sam Jackson, motherfucking Mace Windu and Ryan Reynolds. But dude, the sequel, they throw in Selma Hayek and, and Morgan Free- Freeman and uh, Antonio, you know, just some more geriatric level type of actors. But the dialogue and some of the hijinks that they get into just cracked me the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, it has some laugh out loud dialogue. The, 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 the swearing and the profanity is so hardcore. It reminds me of some of the conversations in Peacemaker. So if you kind of can walk those two together, think dialogue and Peacemaker with the same kind of gory shoot 'em up action, 
Hitman's wife's bodyguard is well worth its hour and 35 minute run runtime. It's fucking hilarious. Oh no, one six shooter hated Adam Project. That's a big surprise. I figured he'd be right in with it. I'm sure Nick, you haven't caught up on all that hype yet, but that it's a new uh Netflix movie that's quite, quite good, starring Ryan Reynolds, uh Jen Garner, and the Hulk. Okay. So yeah, have to check that out. But yeah, the only things I saw, I saw Fast Nine on the plane, which I thought was <laughs> It's great. I feel like that's you a movie. It. You, you know when you saw them in space in that fucking whatever, like the Nissan Sentra, or no, the, the Fiero. Yeah, Fiero. You're just like, this is the pinnacle of cinema. Yeah. I feel like that's a movie that you could watch on mute and it would probably make it better because it was some of the worst acting I've ever seen, period. <laughs> yeah, but family, like, man. Family. There is one scene where they visibly <laughs> CGI Vin Diesel to make him skinnier. Like you can tell uh, that they cut his fat off of his stomach. And I was like, this yo, is, you think, you think Vin Diesel had a tummy tuck? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I can tell you the exact scene. I can tell you the exact scene. He had a tummy tuck mid shooting. They're like, they called him over like Vin, man, you look pudgy as fuck no, in they, these opening scenes. We, we, we got to cut that thing down. They, they CGI'd it. They CGI'd him to look thinner. And it's in the scene where he's in the garage talking to Michael Rooker's character at one point, And they do like a full body pullout. And he's wearing this like this weird gray tank top because that's all he wears is tank tops anyway. But like basically from here down, like from his like mid chest down, you can tell it's all digital effects. Like I was like, wow, that's how that's how fat he got, huh? Jesus. I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, I, I agree with you. I I'm not going to say they're... Uh... Um, they're, they're, uh, they're not good s movies, but they are fast and furious. I don't know. It's like, they're so goofy. I love them and I cannot wait for fast and furious 10. Oh man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Crazy. Like crazy. how do you top nine? They, they, they took a fucking car to space. Yeah, I know. That's they weren't even in, they weren't even in space suits. Dude, they're, they're going to have to time travel like, or they're going to have to figure out a way to like get their cars uh, next to dinosaurs or some shit because yeah, that's the only or, thing. Yeah. Or like invent, do. invent hyperspace or some shit like that because I, I don't know how you top nine, but I'm telling you, man, I'm looking for it. Oh, All right, let's get into it. Speaking of things that piss off Nick, <laughs> I've got a Kenobi leak to talk about. Yeah, I saw that was first up. <laughs> Here's the deal, my friend, though. And and I, I told you before we went live, like, leaks are getting bad. Uh, I mean, I, I actually, I have passed on multiple, believe it or not, uh, some big ones for The Mandalorian and some ones for Kenobi. But I will tell you the leaks we are covering, I cover them because they essentially pay off on our uh, predictions. Okay. All right? Meaning our speculations are true. Chalk one up for Team SWTS again because the <laughs> leaks are, are seeming to prove a lot of this stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the, even the Mando stuff last week, I mean, I... The one thing that's going to happen, I know I specifically told people after the episode five of the book of Boba Fett, if you listen to what the armorer said about the legend of the Mythosaur and the, the, uh, the living waters of, of the mines of Mandalore, it's going to be a main part of this, of season three. And let's just say the leak touches on that stuff. 
But anyways, this this leak we we got here is another one that that Nick and I have talked about. And and really, you know, I don't even want to take credit for this because anyone that's been alive and has a brain and has watched Star Wars and understands the relationships, the connections between certain Jedi and, and timelines and the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith and this, that, and the other thing, knowing that they brought Hayden Christensen back to the Kenobi series, to Star Wars after 17 years, they weren't going to do that just to slap him in some plastic armor. All right? He was going to get FaceTime. And it's probably going to need more FaceTime than just being a white husk that's, that's damaged and in a back-to-tank. So we're sitting there going like, oh, yeah, there'll probably be flashbacks. Ewan McGregor himself came out and said... Yeah, there are scenes of Hayden and I as Jedi, okay? So we all know that's established. Yep. And we've wondered, well, what, what could these flashbacks entail? How many will they be? Will they be long? Will they be short? Are they lessons that Obi-Wan is remembering that he may need in the present tense? Well, making Star Wars has some details on one of the flashbacks. And uh, I, I would say this is probably going to be a main flashback and in, in, uh, kind of plays into the leak I talked about last week when Nick wasn't here about, you know, how Qui-Gon's going to be involved, both voice and eventually it sounds like a, a force ghost, which whatever, they're breaking their own canon, but Star Wars has been known to do that. And as Spa Spa Spencer sent me, apparently in a certain point of view novel, uh, Qui-Gon does make himself present, so whatever. So this main flashback, and this is the point where if, if you're not into like leak leak stuff, even though it's stuff we speculate on, you might want to, you know, plug your ear holes for a bit. But apparently this is the what is being called the main flashback. And kind of like last week how I talked about how Qui-Gon is going to be uh, kind of a Mick as Mick was to Rocky. Qui-Gon will be that to Kenobi against his fight with Vader, kind of cheering him on just through the, the Force voice. Like, you can do it, Kenobi. <laughs> Stab him in the face. Get tough. Cut his eye! You know, that, that type of shit. Well, apparently, um, and, and this was, comes from our own leak, Nick, where we talked about how they're going to have multiple interactions in at least two fights. And, and it is now seeming like the first fight is not going to go well for Kenobi. Not that he's going to get killed or maimed. We know he has all his body parts. Yep. But it, it, it's going to be uh, kind of a learning lesson. Like, um, yeah, this Darth Vader guy is, is pretty fucking powerful. And uh, the, the way you tried to fight him the first time is not really the way you're going to win. You, you need to kind of figure some shit out about yourself, about this Vader character, and, and get better prepared if you're going to come at him again. All right, so apparently this flashback, which should be no surprise, is going to go back to the Clone Wars era, and it's going to be a moment between Anakin and Kenobi. Yep. And uh, as MSW is speculating, this flashback may happen around the fifth episode in the series. All right. And it's going to feature the pair shortly after the events of Attack of the Clones. So Anakin's probably still going to be around 19 years old. I don't know if he's still going to be a Padawan with his little braid or if he will have graduated to Knight at that point in time. 
And apparently both Hayden and Ewan had to get de-aged. So it is fairly far back, right at the start of the Clone Wars. And apparently they are in the Jedi Temple in a training dojo of sorts. Not in a shopping mall or strip mall like Cobra Kai, but right there in the Jedi Temple itself on Coruscant. And what they're doing is they're, they're having a little bit of lightsaber practice. You know, Obi-Wan is, is teaching Anakin some lightsaber techniques, uh, but they're generally just sparring, acting like good friends, not enemies at this point in time, clearly. There's going to be some shit talking, you know, like friends would or brothers would, like, oh, I'm better at you than, you know, form this or, oh, but I can do form that, that type of stuff. You know, I, I could totally see both of them with their egos, Kenobi had an ego too. Let's let's be real. He, he had a little bit of an ego. Just go back to the Phantom Menace. I mean, we could almost classify Kenobi as a racist. I mean, he, he fucking he hated all forms of life that were not Force users. He hated Jar Jar. He hated Anakin when he showed up. You True. know, he called him pathetic life forms. So let's be real. Uh, he had an ego. All right, so you know they're they're they're, they're training as as best buddies, potentially maybe still master uh, apprentice type of stuff. Because like I said, it's not really defined when Anakin gets knighted, at least in the proper Clone Wars. We see it yeah, in, in the Gennady. in the right in the in the Gennady Clone Wars. It's it's a kind of a unique ceremony he goes through, but we never really get it in. The regular Clone Wars. He's just already a Jedi Knight by the time that series picked up. So anyways, as they're dueling, they're having fun. It's, it's lighthearted. And, uh, you know, while Kenobi is, is reflecting on this, he is being reminded of his time with Anakin's and in the times before the dark side took over young Skywalker and and before the dark side took over the galaxy. So this is where some of the hope is going to start creeping back into Anakin's soul which as I you know, kind of set up last week, that, that we're going to find Obi-Wan Kenobi hopeless at the beginning of this series. Zero hope. Tell him Nari essentially, go fuck yourself, man. I don't care if you found me or not. Jedi are done. If, if you keep you know, flaunting that shit around, you're going to get yourself killed and potentially me. He's done. He is old man Luke on Acto at the start of Obi-Wan Kenobi. 100%. It, it, that's why he can't communicate with Qui-Gon. He is busted mentally. He truly feels the loss of the prequel era. But as we learned through, you know, as, you know, Nick hasn't been here, so I'm trying to catch him up a little bit. As Kenobi leaves Tatooine and he goes on his adventures and, you know, stuff with Leia and seeing what Leia's up to and seeing that there are pockets of resistance in the galaxy, some of the hope starts to come back. He's like, you know what? These motherfuckers are resilient. I'm over here crying in a cave thinking life's over. And here around the galaxy, there are people rebelling. There are these resistance cells popping up. So that starts to get them a little bit back to the light, if you will. So while this flashback is kind of meant to remind Kenobi of of the better times, of the more hopeful times, of his good times with Anakin, it's also going to allow him to strategize about his next encounter with the Dark Lord, the Sith. Because... You know, if you've if you've trained anything, be any sports, you practice with your team, you start to learn your 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 teammates, uh, you know, kind of their 
their their pluses and their minuses, what they're good at and what they're not good at. So you would think these two, if they trained all these years in lightsaber combat, they probably both figured out, hey, Obi-Wan's not so good at this form or when I bring this type of offense at him. It, you know, it, 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 it provides an opening where Obi-Wan is kind of thinking the same thing. Well, if I engage Anakin this way, I have no chance. But if I try it this way, I remember back in those days that I could always get the upper hand. So essentially, this this flashback is going to add to Kenobi's hope meter if we're in a video game. right? He's, he's trying to build that hope meter up to a certain point to where he can go fight Vader again. But it's also going to allow him time to reflect on better strategies and better methods to approach Anakin Skywalker as Darth Vader. All right. So, and again, I, I know a lot of people and I was one of them, you know, I was like, Oh, they're going to fuck up all the quotes from a new hope. And, and all that con all that context is going to get changed. I actually think the context changing is actually going to be better in the end. Thanks to the Kenobi series, Nick, because if you really think about some of the quotes that people are upset about, like, oh, you know, the last time I left you, I was but the learner. If you listen to that, Anakin didn't leave Kenobi in Revenge of the Sith, right? <laughs> he didn't leave Kenobi. Kenobi left Anakin thinking he was dead. So it's almost like Kenobi is going to somewhat correct some of the quotes and some of the lines that Vader gives out in A New Hope to add context of, oh yeah, we, they, they have fought as Sith and Jedi before. And Darth Vader was not quite a master of the dark side yet. And, and I think that's what we're going to get to see here in Kenobi. But I do like that he's going to rely on these flashbacks, or at least this one, to kind of give him new strategies, but also to remind them of who he's fighting and what they used to be versus what they are now. Yeah, I mean, the... The entire concept of like them being so closely matched is exactly kind of what Nick Gillard was talking about when he was breaking down the Kenobi Anakin fight on our podcast from episode three. So it's going to be interesting to see like what scenes or like what he goes back to in their training times to see like to find the weakness, you know, or to find the, the exploitation point. Um, I mean, what, what do you think it's going to be? I mean, I one thing comes to, to my mind instantly. What, what do you think? What, what are some of the weaknesses you think Kenobi might pick up on? Because, again, this flashback is, is going to happen after Kenobi loses their first encounter. Yeah. And, and he realizes, like, oh, shit. I mean, th this guy's for real. This isn't. And, and I want to ask Nick this. I asked the live streamers last week, but it is starting to sound like Kenobi is going to know full well who Vader is. Yeah. I think he's serious. Yeah. He, well, obviously if he's like searching back in his past, like when I fought Anakin, maybe this would work versus Vader. He probably knows that. that well, that I mean, Anakin if you think Vader. about it, Nick in, and I'm not a hundred percent clear on this, but I believe in revenge of the Sith, he watches a recording of Sidious saying rise Lord Vader. Yeah. Do, do you remember think, that? Or, or am I like just conveniently making that up? Anyone in the live stream, can that be verified? But but I'm pretty sure they hear the Vader name as he is still flesh and blood Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, he saw that they saw the scene play out inside the the, the chambers. So that's what I was the city So chamber. so that's what I was kind of asking last week. In this series, Nick, in this timeline, does Obi-Wan instantly know who this Darth Vader is? It seems like he should, yeah. Right. It's, okay, yeah, that's that's 
kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah. I mean, the, um, the, the only one where, I mean, like really the only person that doesn't know that he was Vader right off the bat was Ahsoka. Cause Yoda knows. Cause he saw that too. Bale knows. Yeah. And I, I, I brought Ahsoka up last week and as like, you know, Kenobi's going to have a similar moment where they're dueling and he cracks his mask and sees him. But I, I do believe he is going to know that, that he's fighting Anakin yeah, as yeah. Darth Vader, where, where Ahsoka wasn't there. She only felt his fall through the force. Exactly. She never, but even in rebels, those moments where Vader would come around the Phoenix squadron, she would kind of get tingly and be like, there's, there's something about that, that person yeah. that feels familiar. It's I like know they that could, guy. Yeah, they, they could sense it, but until she actually saw behind the mask, she was she she wasn't gonna believe it, where it almost sounds like Kenobi might believe it, he just doesn't wanna recognize it. Yeah. I at, mean at, at this point in time. Just based off of what this article says, like can't fight Vader with just intensity and power. I mean, if you watch Anakin's fight style, he's a very He's a very aggressive fighter. He he is not one to like wait back and then parry or try to like go on the defensive to like find openings through somebody else's forward motion. Like even in that, like watch that fight in episode three, the entire fight is Kenobi backpedaling. It's Anakin pushing him forward through yeah. the, through the field. And likely what'll happen and because of the way that this is, raised from msw can't fight vader with intensity and power like he's gonna realize like i need to let him come at me and then find my opening when he attacks like he needs to essentially be a counter puncher um if from a, yeah, like so, a so you're, you're kind of like me where their first encounter it sounds like kenobi may just try to go at him you know yeah because he's probably gusto, like this like, motherfucker's got no legs he's got no yeah, he's got like, one arm oh shit it's vader i can just kill him now blah blah yeah. blah and he learns like oh yeah no you can't do that to yeah. vader anymore like that that's just going to almost make him stronger and you're going to play right into his game versus what you're going to have to learn to do through this flashback and kind of re-strategizing you're, you're you might have to be a little more uh, tactful in your yeah. approach versus just full, full go. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's likely what it's going to be is just like learning that what worked against Anakin is probably not going to work against Vader because of how their style, how the style right. needed to shift given his new frame and his new body and, and what yeah, he it, can't it, it, do with the force. And remember, I, I can't remember if Nick was here for this report or not, but even Hayden himself is like, listen, people, you're going to see the most powerful Vader on screen ever, even more than Rogue One Vader. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, that obviously is is very uh, tantalizing to yeah. to think about. And, and you know, I, I, Kenobi is probably going to get caught off guard, and it, it sounds like that is going to humble him. He's going to have to go back and kind of become more of a tactician versus a negotiator and um, kind of figure out, all right, how can I get one over on this just beast of the dark side? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's pretty interesting because I, I don't expect this fight to go like the Kenobi or like either of the fights between Kenobi and Vader to go like the Kenobi and Maul fight we saw in Rebels, where it's just like 
one move done. Like this is going no, to be. No, yeah, no. Like, these are going to be. I, the, the first fight's probably going to be more fleeting, you know, yeah. where it's it's almost going to be like a surprise and blah, 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 blah. And Kenobi probably gets out with, you know, the, the, the skin on his ball sack, and that's about it. And then the second one, as I, I think I set up last week when you weren't here, it's going to take place on the moon of Mustafar. And, and that's going to be. Is probably as long, if not longer, than their duel on Mustafar itself. Yeah, in not, Revenge of the Sith. Right, out that. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then that that could that fight could take up half an episode or more. A good chunk on, of the episode. Yeah, yeah. depending yep. on length. So, awesome. All right. Well, yeah. So there you go. I mean, I, I threw out some other things that I've, I've heard about, like plan for a cracked mask at some point in time, which is going to be fucking phenomenal because we've only seen it in animation form, and it's just a, it's a fantastic look. Uh, you know, Nick, I think the top five, when you were still around, you, you, you shared someone made a custom version of Cracked Mass Vader, and it's it's a fucking badass look for the character. So I do hope that that rumor is true and we get to see that uh, kind of come to fruition in Kenobi. All right, uh, sticking on the Kenobi train here, and we, we got this just dropped today. And, um, you know, I guess it, it is technically a leak, but it, it still it lines up with the timeline based on previously released franchises. In this case, it just so happens to be Jedi Fallen Order. So this is another one from Making Star Wars, but it sounds like in Kenobi, we're going to get a new variant of the Purge Trooper that was introduced in Jedi Fallen Order, which if you think about Kenobi and the fact that it's including Inquisitors and they're hunting Jedi, it, it only makes sense that Purge Troopers would be with them because that was their purpose. Yeah. But it is sounding like they're going to go through a bit of a redesign. And uh, MSW, the way he explains it, and it's not going to be a, a one-to-one kind of deal, all right? It's more of in the spirit of... But it sounds like Purge Trooper 2.0's helmet is going to be more in the vein of a Shore Trooper's helmet than what you saw in Jedi Fallen Order 1. So we're going to get a, a, a new Trooper variant, which I know is going to get both collectors excited, cosplayers excited, and people like me that have just always appreciated the aesthetics of the Empire. I've said this a million times. You know, when I was a kid, clearly I wanted the good guys to win, but I couldn't help but look at the Empire and be like, damn, they're so much cooler looking. They've got better ships. They've got better armor. They've got better weapons. Uh, so it sounds like we're going to get yet another version of the Pur Purge Trooper in Kenobi, uh, but we may get our first look at it at Star Wars Celebration when we get the first look at Jedi Fallen Order 2. Which I know Nick and I, you know, we, we talked about this last year when they're like, yeah, no, no Star Wars game news in 2021. And we're like, all right, well, they're saving it for Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. Yet that has now become like a new hot lead. Like, oh, my God, Jedi Fallen Order 2 is going to be shown off at Celebration. Take it to the bank. It's like, no shit. Yeah, it's like that's. Where, where else would it be shown <laughs> off? I mean, May, when Celebration's taking place this year, is prime video game show off season. Yep. I mean, I think GDC was last week. We'll be getting into the PAXs again. You yeah, got your PAX E3s. Yeah, so, I mean, it just makes sense. So it, it looks like 
while we might not see the live action version until later in the Kenobi series, it sounds like those that are at Celebration and at least following online will get their first look at the Purge Trooper 2.0s via Star Wars Celebration for the Jedi Fallen Order 2 panel, showcase, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Really, the only other detail in this one, Nick, is it sounds like (laughs) these Purge Troopers are going to be working in tandem with the fucking 501 and Vader himself hunting Kenobi. It's surprising that he would allow them to work with the 501st because that was a pretty elite unit that he kept separated from everybody else. I mean, honestly, Nick, I'm I'm shocked that the 501's still kicking around 10 years after the fall of the Republic. um that i think that's more of a shock than getting a new version of the purge troopers and i think that's definitely going to get bigger boners and wetter drawers on our female fans if if they show up in kenobi i mean we've only seen a a snippet of live action 501 and that was in rots with the march on the temple and then briefly just recently in the book of boba fett so and and there were more just flashes and you you get like a 501 shooting the way this was set up, it sounds like they're going to be hunting him down on a, a ship that's on its way to Jabim. So we should see the 501 in probably the most live action action. That sounds great. Great <laughs> phrase there. Live action action we, we've ever witnessed. And I at least know for all the trooper fanboys and girls out there that that should be getting them quite excited uh, to see. Just think about seeing Vader himself in the fucking armor with his boys in blue. That could be a moment and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that that, that could be something pretty special. That would definitely Um, be awesome to see. So, no, excited about that. I'm happy about the the helmet redesign because I did think that the helmets on the Purge Troopers looked a a little weird. Um, Yeah, they kind of look like the poop emoji. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you (laughs) look at how it's formed. Right. It I mean, it's like it, does. it starts small and then it, it, it's, it just it is, keeps expanding out almost yeah. like a Christmas tree. You know what yeah. I mean? So, <laughs> no, yeah, that was a good way to describe it. But yeah, I, I think it was in a dire need of a, of a redesign. So good, good on you. Yeah. Lucas so, Film. I mean, good stuff here. Purge Trooper 2.0, potential live action 501 with Vader, and headed to Jabim, which I believe is a planet from uh, the Clone Wars that. Uh, is supposed to have some interesting stuff. Like I said, I, I know a lot more than I'm sharing these days. I'm taking cues from Nick on the leaks as well as people. Uh, but I know who I, I know the type of character O'Shea Jackson is playing. Anyone interested in that? And we want to keep that one a secret. <laughs> I I don't want to know. All right. I'll, I'll if, you wanna, if you want to, if you want to know, if you want to know all the dirty details that matt has go, join go to our, our discord. discord yeah exactly. they're perfect good man nick thank make you make a spoilers I, I channel or something like that or we, we actually, already got one yeah we already have a spoilers channel so nick is right if you want to kind of talk more of these spoilers i i've been coming across and kind of keeping them from young nick as well as the swts audience i'm essentially your shield uh hit hit up our discord open link in our instagram profile yeah. And then y'all can y'all can go back and forth on it. So um, that's your spot. That's your spot. If you want everything, if you want the full script that Matt bought off of eBay, <laughs> he will give it to you in the spoiler. Yeah, you channel really do. You have to wonder who Jason Ward knows because the the level of detail that that he gets and sits on is it's impressive. I mean, at this really point, is, like 
he I mean, lives, he has to have a direct Lucasfilm yeah. source. It's like probably, a direct. Like, honestly, it's it's probably a relative because there's nobody that really stays on Lucasfilm, like, production for payroll long. for that long. Especially, right. especially when it is, like, a production base. It's, it's probably a production-based source. So he, he probably has, like, a family member that works over there or something. Um, oh, you know, the other good news, I forgot to tell you this. You'll be so proud. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. <laughs> we made the Kenobi Link Roundup on Star Wars Reddit leaks. Oh, wow. How Look about that? that? We, they we finally one, we allowed one, a link from us on there? We got one credit. We're, we're like in the, in the, we can't trust these people yet until we see if this pays off, but we are credited within, they have like a whole table. It's all gridded out, all the sites, Bespin Bulletins, Making Star Wars, and then the lowly shithead Star Wars Time what? Show shows up <laughs> for our, our September report on the dual attack. So okay. uh, I went ahead and bought myself a trophy for that one. Yours is in the mail. Nice, nice. Looking forward to it. There we go. Some some semblance of recognition. <laughs> Finally. But hey. Oh my God. We're terrible. We got <laughs> fans that hate us, fans that hate, fans that hate us. It's just like we've created like a just a a dysfunctional unit around yeah. the SWTS, which doesn't surprise me considering myself. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, um, this, I don't know, I guess it is, a, it is a spoiler, even though we all knew that Benny Softy was going to be in Kenobi because he was actually in that grid, right? I mean, we, we got that grid, hell, it feels like two years ago at this point that, that had, you know, Rupert was in there. We now know that that hits confirmed. He's the grand inquisitor with the too small head and he should just die. Uh, I know who O'Shea's playing, but I'll keep that to myself and discord. We know who Hayden's playing because we're not fucking Don't stupid. tell anybody who Hayden's playing. That is... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but but Safty was on there. It's like, well, who's this guy playing? Because if people aren't familiar with Benny Safty, him and his brother are directors, and they've made some decent movies. I mean, they, they made Uncut Gems with Sandler, which is his most unique film of all time. I mean, there is some goofy Sandler hijinks, but it's it's completely different than anything he's ever done. Definitely, uh, I've I've never seen the movie they did with Pattinson, but I heard it's pretty good, and, and Pattinson's good in it. I, I would like to check that out. Um, but it, it seems one of them is, is also breaking into acting, and that is is Benny, good old Benny Benny Softy, and um, we now know who he is playing, and it's someone that we've been hearing about in the leaks, and he's actually he was he was featured in the trailer and you know i did the breakdown and i kind of the way i did the breakdown it's like all right well this is what i'm seeing and this is what i can speculate but this is also how it ties into the leaks so probably pissed a lot of people off but nick according to bestman bulletin your friend benny softy of the softy brothers duo directing champions he is going to be playing, and, and I, I hate this guy for this, because now he will forever go down in history in Star Wars, and he's already rich and famous. <laughs> but he's playing fucking Nari the Jedi. Yeah. This dude, a director already, you know, there's they're, they're, they're suffering artists out there. This dude gets to play a fucking Jedi, and even though this Jedi is just a MacGuffin, he, he, he can say he's been a Jedi for the rest of his life. Right. Yeah. Benny I mean, Softy is now a Jedi. He's a Jedi. Um, kind of like George Lucas's kid. Um, Jet, buddy. Jet, don't, yeah. don't forget it. Don't forget it. I wonder if this means that like he's just straight not gonna fight. 
Like, cause he like, obviously Hayden and, and Ewan are going to do as much of their own stunts as possible. And if, if they keep with the method of, of filming that they did for episode three, which was them just doing basically everything. Benny Softy is not exactly a, a, an acrobatic or a, a, a physically gifted human being, at least to my knowledge. So I wonder if like that character is just not going to use his lightsaber or if it's going to be like completely stunt acted if he does. Yeah. So he's actually featured twice in the trailer. Now, you know, when you're watching a trailer, you have no fucking clue. But now with a little bit of hindsight, you can pinpoint him. And if you're on the live stream, the, the opening image in the, in this topic, that is, that is Riva cornering Nari in that Tatooine market that we have talked about ad nauseum at this point in time so to catch all you up again remember nari makes his way to tatooine he figures out that's where kenobi's at that brings the inquisitors that brings some pain down on kenobi via owen and it ultimately brings an end to nari's life um but this is him right here when you have uh, reva busting out the lightsaber and he's all like oh shit <laughs> and then um he is as i speculated in my breakdown those are his boots hanging in the air yeah. And Nick, I can't remember if you were here for for that little insight into Nari's fate, were you? I mean, we we were the inquisitors use him as a sign like, hey, yeah, fuck around with us and and and, and, and that's get bent. What, that's what causes yeah. Lars to go back or Owen to go back and be like, well, what it, the fuck are you doing, Kenobi? Like you're bringing it, all essentially, this. Essentially, exactly. So so Nari does end up finding Kenobi. And, and Kenobi's like, dude, I'm not that guy. My name's Ben. My name's Ben. My name's Ben. Leave me the fuck alone. And, and eventually Nari wears him down and, and he's like, all right, dude, you're right. I'm Kenobi, but, and you just watched the trailer today and you hear the, 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 the first lines, like, essentially, we fucking lost. Give up. Yeah. That, he's speaking that to Nari. And that's what I, you know, in, in the write-up, I'm like, this is Kenobi's latest failure because because he turns away Nari and says, dude, give up, bear your fucking lightsaber. Nari does ultimately get massacred by the Inquisitors and then gets hung up on dis- display as a message to, yes, the denizens of Tatooine, but it's a, it's a sign to Kenobi that, listen, motherfucker, if, if you're on this planet, we'll, we'll eventually get you and this is what's going to happen to you. Yeah. And, and and apparently Kenobi sees this as he is leaving the planet. And that's just like another like, oh, man, I fucked up again. I, I killed another Jedi. I, I failed another Jedi. Um, so I was like, damn, man, the figures you, you give a celeb like that. He gets a, a Jedi <laughs> role. I mean, if you if you could be in Star Wars, what would you want to be? Um, Like I. I would probably like if it if if it was 15 years ago and you asked me like right around when rots dropped and stuff like that, I would have definitely picked the Sith. Um, now it's a little bit more uncertain because they've done such a good job of making all of the other players in the galaxy seem as cool as force users that it's like, I don't know, man, like like maybe I would want to be a smuggler, like maybe I would want to be a smuggler like Han Solo because you're not bound by this creed that a Jedi is and you're not just completely filled with hate or rage like a Sith is and a bounty hunter has such a, like a bounty hunter has such an unscrupulous job. 
Like, I don't want to fucking go murder people for money. Like, like, that's just not my thing. So I would probably be like a smuggler. I just like so have you're, a... you're not giving up advertising to go kill people is what you're saying. No. Right, right now on the show. Okay, no. good. We'll not do that. Nick was, he was kicking the tires on joining Dog the Bounty Hunter on his next mission <laughs> to go take out a target, but it yeah. sounds like he doesn't want to pursue I, that anymore. I think I would be a smuggler, though. Smugglers got cool-ass ships. They can go basically anywhere they want to and find work. So, like, even if they're out, like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm around the mid-rim. Let me just pop into this planet over here, see if I can, see if I can pick up a, a job, you know? And then they just move on. They, they seem like they have ve- a very chill profession. Yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. I mean, I would, like you, I mean, it is kind of a, a time of life question. I mean, back in the day, it would have been no doubt, I want to be a Jedi. I want to be a force user of some sort. I, I, even with all the anger, I don't even know if I'd want to be a Sith, I guess, unless I was Darth Vader. <laughs> but I think now, I would want to be Din, Din Djarin. Straight okay. up, like a, yeah. like a short Din Djarin. Dude, <laughs> dude's got a fucking lightsaber. Dude's got full body armor. Dude's a badass in, in gunplay and in, in hand-to-hand combat. He's got a bitch and ship now. He rolls around with a fucking force powerhouse as like a toy. I don't know. I, I just feel like Din's got a lot going for him, even though right now he's down the dumps because he got excommunicated. He's just got a lot of rad that surrounds his persona. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, and that's, they just, they look point. fucking cool. Like, I mean, I guess as an actor it would suck cause you got the helmet on, but I don't know. It's just like, man, it, I wonder like these other people that got cast for Kenobi. They're like, man, he got to be a fucking Jedi. <laughs> he, he's, he's probably only had to do a day of work and he's going to get more people in the autograph line at celebration 50 yeah. than I will as the grand inquisitor because everyone thinks my head looks too fucking small. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you think they're, they're, they are just full on actors and they would prefer to have the media roles with the more scenes and all that. I was going to say like for, for somebody like, uh, like Rupert, he's probably like, nah, fuck that guy. He gets killed in 15 minutes. Like I'm, 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 I'm the, I'm the main or the second lead villain. Are you good on, are you good on Rupert playing the inquisitor? I like size. Okay. So did you know him just from Hitman movie or did you watch Homeland the seasons he was in it? I watched Homeland too. And yeah, I thought he was fantastic in Homeland. Like I thought he was great. And when I saw that, that's who, you know, was playing the Inquisitor. I was like, I was like, yeah, I can definitely see that in him. Yeah, because um, there's a lot of people that just didn't have a lot of background on Rupert. Like, they hadn't hadn't seen him before. And I think the only thing they could tie him to is that Hitman movie. You know, like, eh. I was like, don't worry. Th- this dude's an actor's actor, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he's good at those dark roles. Because even in Homeland, he he plays a, a somewhat dark and disturbed character. That's what even I was though he's, say. he's kind of a good guy. Yeah, like, even, like towards the end of his run in Homeland, he gets really kind of manic and dark and yeah. You know, like he, yeah, he, I think he's a good cast for the role. I mean, like say what you want about his head. Like I, I really don't care all that much about the shape of his head, but then again, well, it, it's like we said last week, I'm kind of glad it happened in the trailer. Yeah. Because it should lessen the blow once the series releases in May. Like, like those fans will have gotten it out of their system that we can just move on to the next thing that they're going to, they're going to fucking yeah, hate because like, it doesn't, doesn't look the right way or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that was that was know. a good big one to get out of the way. And like I can see like I can understand some of what people are saying because unlike Ahsoka, like we had never seen Ahsoka in live action. There was no reference to what she should look like in live action. It was only ever in uh, animated form. But for that particular race, we had seen them in live action before. No, you're hey, listen, like so, I, I do get some of the people's yeah. points. Like, like there's a meme going around. I'm sure James English wants to send it to you. Sorry to pick on you, James. We're, we're, we're cool. No, no beef here. But it's like, hey, for those of you in the back bitching at other fans that are bitching about the Inquisitor, there was a live action version in Revenge. And like, okay, do all humans have the same size head, Nick? I know, right? Like our head shape is vastly different. And we know right. that because the Star Wars type show hat that Matt is wearing on his exactly. head does not yeah, fit like, my head. Like, Nick needs like a quadruple <laughs> extra large, right? Oh, like he can man. only wear dad hats. He can Dude, only yeah. wear like, like snapbacks these days. I can't, that like, I have to wear unstructured hats because like structured hats, like Matt's wearing that have like the cardboard up front. Yeah. It, it looks like, I, I don't know what it looks like. It looks fucking awful. I have like such a small, like my forehead is just so small that those hats don't fit me well. <laughs> And then on the other yeah, hand, mine's like a, mine's like a canvas. Look, look at this. You, you could, <laughs> now that you, now that you tell me that the Mona Lisa is so tiny, I want you to to paint one right on my, I know, my you fat could, forehead right you here. Fit it right there. <laughs> look at that, with, with, with the harsh white light right now. Just it looks like my head disappears once I'm in certain amounts of light. I mean, my head is more of an egg shape than the Inquisitors. They should have fucking shaved me and signed me up. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't but even yeah, have I mean, the CG. <laughs> like like I, when I saw the inquisitor, I was like, oh no, I, I can I can see it coming now. And, and then when that other meme came out, like, listen, you dumb fucks for calling us dumb fucks. This is why you're a dumb fuck. I was like, all right, I see the point, but also like, just think about your own race, like like how different humans look from each other. <laughs> I mean, even even humans in the same goddamn family can have different head sizes and shapes. But yeah, oh well. Don't worry, Headgate continues because apparently he's been drawn on a comic cover and they've reduced his his egg on that too. So oh god, they're going full on uh, changing the Grand Inquisitor's head cannon <laughs> these days for Kenobi. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get away from Kenobi, my friend, and move into uh, Din Djarin's little series, The Mandalorian. In case anyone's ever heard of it, it's kind of why all this Disney Plus is. Disney Plus stuff is happening these days. Um, but we got a, we actually got a, a set photo, and this comes via Bespin Bulletin, who's really been kind of churning out some stuff alongside MSW. Uh, they're probably the sites I, I visit the most and uh, ha I consider to have reliable information. But um, if you're on the live stream and we uh, pull up these set shots, which, yes, they're definitely blurry, but I think anyone with an eye can make out the, the main character that is being focused on here. And it is none other than Simon Cassinitas as Axe Woves on the set of The Mandalorian Season 3. Um, so, I mean, this is picture proof here that Axe is returning. For those keeping score, remember he was curiously missing from the season two finale of The Mandalorian when Boba and Din went to find the Night Owls. He was gone. And there was really no explanation. Uh, Katie Sackoff on a, on a podcast is like, yo, listen, I, I don't know what I'm allowed to say story-wise, so 
uh, I ain't gonna be, I ain't gonna say shit. She, she says he just wasn't there and there's a reason. It's just one of those things where I don't know if the story is something I'm supposed to tell. So he's just not there. And, and Simon, Simon himself on his own social media, when all this was going down, people were like, yo, where the fuck did Axe go? He's like, there will be answers. This is the way. Yeah. All right. So the way now is he, he's definitely going to be back in, in season three and, you know, based on a rumor we heard months ago where, you know, Din is supposedly going to kind of be making a call to Mandalorians across the galaxy for something. And, you know, I want to try to start stitching things together here, Nick, based on what we got in the book of Boba Fett and all that Mando action. But it is starting to seem like even though Grogu's back. Oh, shit. You missed the fucking Grogu news from last week. My God, you should wait to hear that rumor. Um, I'll spare you since you missed it because it's a, it's a pretty fantastical one. <laughs> but I think it's safe to say that the bulk of the Mandalorian 3's narrative is going to revolve around Din reclaiming his title as a true Mandalorian. This is the way the Kool-Aid faction. But also resolving the Mandalore plot itself or beginning to in terms of maybe heading back to the planet confronting whatever forces are still on there, be it Imperial Remnant, uh, be it the beginning of the First Order, who knows. But it does sound like a collection of Mandos are going to eventually make it to Mandalore to do something. More than likely fight against the Empire. I don't want to go too much into what I talked about last week because Nick wants to stay somewhat sanitized. Um, But we did get some insights that there are going to be some Mandalorians fighting troopers. And Grogu will be involved, but he'll be fighting as a foundling versus as a Jedi. So it, it does seem like they are fully going to embrace Grogu's choice. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, we know Din's special. He's got the saber. He wants his title back. The only way to do that is to go to Mandalore, to the mines, to the living waters. So there is a good chance we're going to see some of the Mandalorians introduced in the show, and it, it definitely looks like Axe will be included. Um, I would, if I were a betting man, Paz, the Armorer, Bo. I still don't believe uh, Sasha that she's not in season three. I just don't unless she did something Gina-like and they swept it under the rug and she's just been removed. Uh, I, I have a feeling like she was giving us a Bill Burr type of answer when she was asked, Hey, you in season three? Oh yeah. No, can't really talk about (laughs) it. Well, Burr said the same thing about season two and uh, he arguably had one of the most memorable moments. If somebody says they can't talk about it, that's just a yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Sasha's like, yeah, I'm not in it. Nothing to talk about. He's like, okay, well you're probably in it, (laughs) but yeah. So, um, uh, night owl Axe woves will be back and, and it definitely sound like these scenes. If you're in the live stream, looking at the pictures, that uh, whoever snapped them, they're like, oh, yeah, Din was on set, Bo was on set, Bo and Axe were talking to each other. So it does s- sound like these factions are going to gather, and there's going to be some sort of kumbaya. Maybe there's some intermando fighting to start, and they finally figure out, like, hey, dummies, this is why we lost our plant in the first place. Get over your Kool-Aid shit. Get back to some of the religion aspect bow and your faction and let's be friends and kick the empire's ass while din goes down there and fucks around with waters and tries to reclaim the way um but uh, everyone's favorite axe not the body spray (laughs) 
is coming back to the Mandalorian season three. I mean, that's good because we all assume that like, okay, well, after we didn't see him, we were like, oh, well, he he may just be out of here. Like, and he he played his role. So it's cool that he's back. I'm curious to see what, like, I don't feel like they really need to give an explanation for where he was, but I guess like they want to make sure well, they, all the bases are covered. Yeah, I mean, I, who knows? Maybe Simon was just like, hey, fuck off, yeah. people. There will be answers. This is the way. Um, and it was curious that he wasn't there, but you're right. I mean, in the end, who gives a shit? Yeah. As long as we're, we we get all these big set pieces, we're going to be like, Ooh, did you see that? Did you see that? And no one's going to be like, hey, we got through the whole season three of Mandalorian. They never explained where Axe was at in S2-8. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? No. I hate Star Definitely. Wars. I hate Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't put it past anybody but uh yeah i mean it's cool that it'll be back i just i don't know it, it and again i don't want to delve into some of this shit i saw about mandalorian season three and possible finale moments but it does sound like a lot of mandos get together that don't quite see eye to eye and i really am interested to see how that goes down. yeah yeah all right just, just based on what the armorer has said about Bo-Katan, it's not like she shit-talked her. I mean, you can make the case the Night Owls shit-talk the armorer's people more than the armorer shit-talks Bo's type of man. Yeah. I mean, just, just when they find Din and he's like, oh shit, you took your helmets off? They're immediately like, oh, he's one of these types. <laughs> like, oh shit. He's, as Nick called him, a bunker <laughs> boy. You know, he's, he's a David Koresh disciple. But I just want to see, like, you know, what's a conversation between the armorer and Bo-Katan? Yeah, I got to imagine that that's not going to be very good, considering that, like, she was kind of a part of that faction. Like, she was one of the founding members of that faction, quote unquote. Like, she was she was in there. Like, she was the biggest, like, one of the biggest parts of it. And then she was like, well, like, maybe I was wrong here. So that's. I mean, that's definitely why she has more of a visceral reaction towards Din and the 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 bunker mandos than the rest of them because she knows exactly where they came from. And for like probably for the I mean, as any religious leader does, like David Koresh isn't gonna go around shit talking other people. Like he's just solely focused on like I'm teaching you getting his vision exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So he the indoctrination is more important than disparaging exactly. your foes. Like you don't even need to disparage your foes if you can indoctrinate people. I mean, just just kind of look at some of the you know the political situation here. I mean, th- there's some fantastic propaganda on one side that has vilified characters on the other side that half the shit's not even real. But you know, years and years and years and years of the indoctrination. People would be like, oh, yeah, you know, the fucking Clintons are, are evil. They're the worst people on the planet. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that is, it, it's going to be interesting because you, we still don't know if the armor was Death Watch or if her people were even too crazy for Death Watch. Because even Death Watch on the moon, uh, they were taking helmets off. They, they were fucking around. Uh, so I, I still think the armor is like an even crazier offshoot. Yeah, of them. just like like maybe not even Death Watch. Like they they are the purest of pure Mandalorians that that want to go back to, you know, the the full on warrior culture. Yeah. Helmets on all the time. It's all about fighting and the foundlings and and loyalty and and solidarity. Yeah, 
Uh, no, you can't have identity beyond your armor, that type of stuff. So I, I don't know. I think there should be some very, very interesting and at times tense interactions between the, the bow Catan types and then those that have kind of stuck with the armor. Because how many armor types are there? I mean, it, it, does she lead all of these That's coverts? That's what I was going to say. Are there, other, are there other covert leaders like her that hide? Because her, her covert's gone. It's fucking Paz and her. Yeah. That's it. Because they, they've now kicked Din out again. So Yeah, it's going to, like, I, I would know. imagine that they have to have some sort of, like, mini, like, each little... Subsec- sub- subsection of these Mandos has some sort of leader. I don't know if they all have an armor necessarily, uh, but I mean, I guess they would have to, right? Because like you didn't, you never heard of or saw any other Mandos from other coverts like coming to her to have armor made or to have it. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it is. I, I mean, as mysterious as she is. I mean, she, she's told us a lot about herself. I think we know exactly who the Mandalorian is in terms of the way she thinks and what she says. Now, obviously, we don't know exactly who she is and where she came from besides uh, Concordia. But she does seem to have an air about her where people listen, they get in line, they shut the fuck up, and they'll do whatever she asks them yeah. to do. So, so she may be like the grand... The grand Kool-Aid drinker, if you will. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I know we got Kenobi, like, not even two full months at this point. Or is it? Yeah. We're just yeah, almost, almost at the at two the full month yeah. mark. But I'm already Jones and for the Mandalorian. Like, that's how much this world has sucked me in. And, you know, with the crossover with Book of Boba gave us a little tease, but also showed us like, this is what's going on. This is what Filoni and Favreau are doing. And I just, I want to get back to that world, even though I know Kenobi's going to be fucking yeah, excellent. Yeah. But it's just, it's such a different thing. I mean, Kenobi is going to be such a different thing. Like Deborah said in the article, it's, they're more concerned about their connective tissue to the prequel era versus the connective tissue to the Mando verse. So Kenobi truly is going to be what we expect. It's it's going to be that OT, uh, kind of the, the hybrid mix of OT and prequel, where the Mandoverse is truly its own thing at this point in time. It's turning into a beast. We're going to have Ahsoka expanding upon it. Um, maybe another round of book. We know we got more Mando coming. Uh, I just hope they get this shit shot and, and, and posted so we can see it by the end of 2022. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> That's right, bat shit. We still got Andor. Andor. I mean, Andor could be Andor could blow our fucking socks off for all we know. Yeah, Andor is like the one that everybody sleeps on because it never gets knows talked nothing. About. Like, which is crazy because last summer it was everywhere. Yeah. Like the the production of of Andor was everywhere. You couldn't miss it if you were over in the UK. Depending on what town you're in on a certain week, you could go watch an entire day's filming of Andor. Yet no one knows jack shit. And and maybe honestly, Nick, that could play into really propping Andor up to be one of the biggest hits and surprises of the of yeah. the year of the Star Wars season, if you will. <sighs> Lots of Damn. good stuff coming. There is so much, so much more Star Wars to come. We forget yeah. sometimes. And then still got what you call it too, Bad Batch two. Yeah, and, and last week, we uh, or two weeks ago, we got a, a little bit of insights from the Kiner brothers. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a bit of a time jump 
uh, Omega is going to be older. And my kind of question was, are we going to, are they going to signify her, her aging through a costume change? Kind of like they would do with Ahsoka, yeah. you know, will, will, will she be sporting some armor, longer hair, who knows? So, uh, that should be pretty neat. Plus, uh, it sounds like we're going to get some Coruscant action in the Bad Batch, Peace. which is fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Um, sticking with Amando, uh, we got a, a pretty cool report last week, if you're fans of Back to the Future. And um, this comes from THR, so this isn't your your typical leakers. This is an outlet out there that, that definitely has its hooks into Hollywood, so you should definitely take this to the bank. But they are reporting that none other than Christopher Lloyd, Mr. Great Scott, Doc Brown himself, has been cast in The Mandalorian and is going to be featured in its third season. Now, obviously, that's all they're going to tell us. They don't know who he's playing, what type of character is he playing. Is it going to be recurring? Is it just a guest spot? Is it going to be kind of like that? What was his name? Is it Stephen Moffat? Who was the, the stapler guy that kind of had a little little bit part in the Stephen book of Boba? Rick. Is it going to be something like yeah. that? Uh, w- would it be more like the guy that played the Major Domo, where he kind of was a recurring character, even though not a real main character? So, Nick, Mandalorian Season 3, Christopher Lloyd, what say you? What, what, what could he be playing? Or what would you like to see him play in the Mandalorian? I mean... <laughs> I- I would love to see him play like a similarly kooky character, like, like a Doc Brown. Um, but realistically, I mean, he's 83 years old, so he's probably not going to be in it a whole lot. Um, just because of his age. Um, I would like, it would be cool if he was like a cloning scientist or something like that. Or, you know, if they, all right. If they dug so, so you're kind of, you're kind of with me because th- there's been a cloning narrative that has been a key part of the Mandalorian since its inception. I mean, season one through season two, we might forget about it because of, you know, the Luke moment at the end and just watching Din eat bullets left <laughs> and right, Boba Fett coming back. I mean, a lot of shit happened in season two to be like, oh, wow, yeah, the Mandalorian. But it, it still had a, a full episode multiple episodes dedicated to the the uh, remnants desire to clone using blood of a force sensitive individual in grogu i mean for christ's sakes in season two there's a whole episode dedicated to going to a navarro facility figuring out it, it, it's not just like a base it is some sort of scientific operation that is cloning shit in it they had the tubes they had bodies in tubes uh, and this is the other thing, Nick, I, I think you were gone for these two stories on the Mando, but there's going to be Praetorian guards in the Mandalorian. There's going to be red troopers, which could hint that they may start peeling some of the layers back on the connective tissue to the first yeah. order. Who, who'd the Praetorian guards protect? Supreme leader Snoke. Who came from cloning? Supreme leader Snoke. Who could have been in that Navarro facility? A Supreme leader yeah. Snoke. Um, so I, I, I think you're spot on and that's right where I went when I heard that Doc Brown is going to be in Mando. Like he would make a great, like, uh, I know they're not Camino and scientists, but they had the Camino cloning patch on at least Dr. Pershing yeah. did as well as those scientists we saw at that, uh, mountain base at the end of bad batch. So yeah, I mean, Christopher Lloyd could very well be maybe like one of the chief genetic engineers in this Imperial remnant program that is clearly trying to do something with cloning with 
force yeah. DNA. I mean, I feel like that's a like that's a really like obvious choice because I mean he's played the you know that would be similar to his character with Doc Brown scientists stuff like that but uh that was our question of the week so once we get there we'll see some of the answers that you guys threw out there and there are some 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 good speculative things did did, did we get some movement on the question we had like 20 20 responses or so that's not bad I mean for our little shitty page that's all right I'll take it (laughs) so uh yeah but I think that I would want to see him as like a, as like a cloning scientist because one, I think he would play that role well. And two, like you were mentioning, this thread has kind of been like pulled throughout the Mandalorian since. Oh, it, yeah. It, it has to yeah. continue. Like you, you can't just let this go. Cause let's not forget Gideon got him Grogu and, and had him in possession for God knows who long. So, so, so there's a good chance he got more vials of blood that they needed to continue the test that Pershing was talking about in that hollow recording. So I, I do not, even, even though I, I just said, Hey, listen, I, I think the, you know, Mandalore itself and Din's journey to reclaim his title is going to make up a main part of season three. Don't sleep on the cloning stuff. Don't sleep on first order revelations either. Uh, I'm pretty sure Filoni himself, if not Favreau, more than likely Filoni, hinted like, listen, the, the Mandoverse will eventually start revealing a bit more about how this First Order thing and uh, somehow Palpatine returned and, and how all that stuff kind of figures into it. So, um, and, and the fact that Praetorian Guards have been spotted, uh, Red Troopers, which may be like the first iteration of Sith Troopers have been yep. spotted. It, it, it sounds like they very well could be getting to a facility and, and li- listen to me here. Maybe the main cloning facility is on Mandalore itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, they might get a kind of kill two birds with one stone deal here where they, they go to then do his thing and Mando's to reclaim Mandalore and they, you know, they, they come across this facility, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't think they completely give up on the cloning shit. They can't, they can't. It, it's just such an integral part of, the Mandalorian's overarching story, but even Grogu himself. Yeah. I mean, you have to argue Grogu might have been created for this exact purpose. I'm talking narratively, not created in the Jedi Temple, but Favreau thought of him with the idea of cloning. And, and you know, that's kind of his one of his main roles in the Mandalorian is to be a part of that cloning uh, plot line. So uh, would you want him to kind of play frantic scientists kind of like doc brown like or would you want him to try to do a little more of a serious take i would want a little bit more of a serious take than doc brown definitely not as as like like you can't you said frantic or you know loose cannon type of guy because he can play measured and he can play like a you know a more serious role than than what he's known for with doc brown so i think if he took like a a, a more serious approach to it. It could be really, really interesting. Yeah. So I, I just, I can't see him in any other role. I mean, I guess if he goes full serious and he's got that, you know, the bald man slick back look, you could throw him in the Imperial um, officer yeah. ranks. I, I don't see him even remotely being linked to any Mandalorian, anything. Uh, but I'll watch. I will probably be wrong. And he's like a fucking chieftain. Yeah, or he's like a Mandalorian elder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's probably like the guy. I mean, he, he he's the second coming of Tarvisla or something. 
that they're going to find them in the living waters and the mines of Mandalore. And he's going to be the one that, you know, grants Din all this power. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the scientist thing suits him yeah. best, but who knows? I mean, the man is an actor. Clearly he's had more roles than Doc Brown, but it's just, that's his most prominent. So we instantly kind of walk him right into that type of um, character. Such an iconic so. role. Yeah. It's hard to separate as Mark Hamill knows with Luke Skywalker. So. Speaking of Hamill, did everyone see that he yes. finally got his real name on socials? I did. I saw that. I wonder what he had to do to do that. Do you think it was paying someone or just strong-arming the companies to finally give up his identity, like, through lawsuits th- or whatnot? I don't see him caring yeah, that Yeah, I think it was he actually got Twitter. Because, like, he had shown it before. Like, the guy who had his name, I don't either, like, had never tweeted before and just, like, created the account like a long time ago just yeah, just to it. squat on it. Yeah. So he was constantly like poking Twitter, like, look, this it's dead. Like nobody uses this account. So can I just have it? It's clearly my name. And then eventually they, um, they just gave it to him. Cause there was no reason not to stop. Stop it. Bat. You're leaking stuff. Bat. Don't do it. Bats in the bats in the chat and dropping bombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, he was he was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Christopher yeah. Lloyd. Yeah, I, I've I mean I've loved this man ever since I saw Back to the Future when I was what five years old or six. He he's just been like an enigma to me. Yeah. When you're a little kid and you see a guy like Doc, like a character like Doc Brown, you you think he's it's real. Just, he was so off like the I, wall that like yeah, he's fantastic. Like the fucking hair. I mean. Christopher Lloyd has looked like he's 80 his entire yeah, life. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, it's just, it's just fantastic. Oh man. Yeah. You know, it's a shame what happened to, to Michael I J. Know. Fox. Cause you're for damn sure. This would be a franchise. They'd either be like requeling or rebooting by this point. Yeah, in time. They, they would try. To- and I said requeling. Cause I know Nick just scream. watched the new yeah. scream and I yeah. did too. And I love how meta they want in that movie. It, essentially, making fun of itself, but also laying out good points on what a requel is and the rules you can use. And they even made some Star Wars mentions yep, that I yep. thought were pretty choice. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't seen the new Scream, it's actually pretty yeah, it's, good. It's, it, it, it is, it's an ideal, as they call it. I'm saying it right, Nick, right? It's a, an ideal requel. Yeah, requel. Like a reboot yep. sequel. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's with Michael J. Fox, it's, it's too hard to, I mean, it's, He's done acting roles since then. But you have yeah. to, you know, you have to play someone that has the yeah. affliction. I mean, that that's one that, and, and that poor motherfucker, I mean, he got hit with it, I think, before he even turned Yeah, 40. he was very, very young. Uh, I mean, Michael J. Fox, he, he was, he was a megastar. Yeah. He was, he was a megastar. in Hollywood. I, I mean, from, from the time he was a kid on Growing Pains and then what he did with Back to the Future and, and the other movies he was starting to get into, Spin City, and then he get hits with Parkinson's and that just fucking yeah, killed it. Yeah, I mean. And, you know, he, he's done his best to, to deal with it in a positive manner, but fuck, I, it's that one in Alzheimer's that I dread yeah. is like, I don't know which one I would want to get if I had to pick one. I think I'd rather just have Nick back over my head with his truck. <laughs> You know, like if I came back, like, hey, man, you're, you're going to get Parkinson's. I'd say, hey, Nick, it's, yeah, it's time. Bro, drive it. Let me go. Put me on. I, I would go. No, all I had to do is go to Texas and pretend that I was uh, assaulting Nick and he could shoot me scot-free yeah. and we'd and be good to go. We, we, 
<laughs> yeah, you just say, you'd be like, yo, I was standing oh, my ground. Fence. This guy was fucking coming at me. And they would literally right. be like, okay, sounds good. Close the book yeah. on this case. Done Did you see that story? I, I think it was Florida, which is another state where you can just blow people away if you feel like it. But apparently an old couple saved another couple in the water. The younger couple started, apparently, according to the older couple, getting aggressive. So the old guy killed the dude he saved <laughs> on oh the Oh, my boat. God. And, and the police closed the case that day. They're like, oh, yeah, he was being threatened. This is, this is, this is legit. It, it was self-defense. Wow. No further <laughs> investigation needed. Yeah. <laughs> Just be careful, my friends. In Florida or Texas... They, ha- I believe Texas is, and I don't even think my state's a stand your ground state, so I should be careful myself, but Texas, I mean, you can pretty much carry a gun wherever you want. And if you feel like shooting people, it's generally going to be okay. And which is also the case in Florida these days, it seems like, and I think here in Ohio, if it got down to it. So yeah, that, I think that'd be my plan. If I got diagnosed with one of those, I just show up at Nick's house, headbutt him once. So he would have an even better <laughs> excuse. And then, then I'd wink and I'd be, all right, dude, time to get the shotgun. He'd just be like, fucking blow me off his doorstep. That's one thing that you don't find in France and over overseas is guns and the amount of gun violence. So I guess I'll trade. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll trade. Uh, I don't know. Is that a better trade? The, Having insane gun violence in your yeah, country of, versus well, cigarette yeah, it's smoke? Like, you either get shot or die of lung cancer when you don't smoke. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's right? better. Oh, man, hard uh, choice. But yeah, man, a, a, a Parkinson's or Alzheimer's diagnosis uh, is going to be rough to deal with. And I'm, I'm sure I'll get one of them. All right. So good old Christopher Lloyd. We're going with a uh, cloning yes. scientist. All right, Nick. So you threw this one up here. This is how I knew young Nick made it back to the States. We got a... Uh, an article posted up on the site revolving around, you know, I think there was some buzz and I, was this Sam himself that kind of kicked the tires on again? On this yeah. again? It seems like every uh, few years, Sam just comes on to some media outlet and is like, yeah, man, I'm ready to bring Mace Windu back. Let's do it. And that's what he was doing again. He was on a, a podcast. I think it was the happy, sad, confused podcast or something like that. And, basically said that like he's still out there lobbying to bring Windu back. And the old, like really the only reason I wrote it up is because the last time that he, he said this, like it was less likely, but now given the direction that the franchise is going and how many other resurrections we've seen, like it's more possible than we thought. And so I just wanted to get like, like, in your headspace, would you be down for Mace Windu surviving his run-in with Palpatine in episode three? <sighs> Fuck. The pressure. pressure. <laughs> um, listen, man, you're right. I don't like that you're right, but somehow Palpatine returned has opened up a can yeah. of worms in Star Wars. I mean, Wars. even Fett, because like, yeah, like people always point to like, well, Boba Fett wasn't dead in the old EU either. It's like, well, the old EU no, doesn't no, fucking he, matter. Of course he was. Like, it, like right. yeah, so he he was definitely yeah, dead. So, so, I mean, Fett was resurrected. But I mean, crazy enough, Fett's resurrection makes way more sense than Palpatine's. I it mean, does. There's like, 
now that we've seen it, yeah, it makes even more sense. You can buy into the dude had fucking Superman armor on that, that was enough to keep him alive. He, he snaked the dude's air to breathe and just used his sheer guts and will yeah. to get out. Okay. The Palpatine thing, it's literally until Filoni catches up to the story, it's still somehow Palpatine yeah, returned. That's, that's it. That's, that's legitimately all we know. Um, they, they did a little bit in the Vader comic where he was already staging Exegol and was doing cloning experiments and had the Sith fleet being built and had literally a mountain of kyber crystals to, to retrofit all the Star Destroyers. But there there's no talks of passing essence or spirits or... Palpatine bodies. I mean, it's truly somehow he returned. And like I said, until Filoni catches us up on that, that's what it is. It's just, oh yeah, it happened. And because Poe told us or Fortnite told us, depending on what you saw first, the Fortnite broadcast or the movie itself. Um, I, I, dude, I just, it, it, it's another one. And it's kind of the same argument that it, it, cheapen the argument with Palpatine coming back is like it, it fucks Vader's triumphant move and it does like no matter how you slice it it, it and I know it takes 40 years to, to get back to Palpatine but but it, it, it fucks what Vader did Vader did not ultimately kill his master even though he he sort yeah, of did kind of <laughs> it, it's kind of the same here because you know Mace was a Jedi who was a dickhead to Anakin, but finally believed in Anakin at the very last second. But because Anakin's a shithead and Mace treated him like a dick and Anakin was weak, you know, he essentially sacrifices Mace's life to get what he wants. So by default, Mace becomes like this, this kind of turning point in Anakin's life, like Mace, the character himself striking Mace was Anakin's first step towards the dark side. And and then having Sidious light him up and showing us what the power he felt, knowing that he just snagged the chosen one from the Jedi uh, would definitely kind of fuck that scene as Palpatine returning has somehow and somewhat fucked the scene in Jedi. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I want them back. It, it's, it's fucking sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm not going to sit here and get on IG and, and bitch and moan about it. If he comes back, but it's like, you know what? Can, can we just leave some of these motherfuckers Bring dead them back. and just let their, let their actions rest as they yeah, were. I, I want them back because I don't give a fuck about, storylines or anything anymore like it would be awesome to see mace windu limping around with one hand a fucked up like scarred face and just see that that's what i i'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people yeah okay yeah tones you're right the his first step technically was the the sam people i'm an idiot um but yeah no People that have, I mean, people have done it in the toy photography photography through customizations. They've created kind of, uh, you know, resurrected mace. And they they do. They always have him like missing an eye and his face all fucked up. What's that from? I don't know. Is it like, does his eye pop out when he gets electrocuted? I I can't remember. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, but I mean, I just think it would be like, first off, I, I mean, We've seen so many people die, not die in Star Wars that it like it's not even just 
like Palpatine and, and Fett. I mean, it's Ben Solo when he falls down that fucking endless hole in Exegol. And then all of a sudden he's fine and he's back and he's fighting. And then. Hey, he, gra- Hey, he grabbed one of the, the craggy <laughs> yeah. rocky ledges on his yeah. way down. So, and, and listen, I, like I said, I mean, justifying Mace's resurrection still makes more sense than justifying yeah. Palpatine. And it's, I guess for me too, it's like, we literally saw Anakin like jump out of a moving speeder in the middle of traffic in Coruscant and literally just, I guess like use the force to like float his way down. Flying squirrel. Yeah. He like flying squirreled his way down without a flying squirrel. And this motherfucker is a Jedi ass grandmaster. And you don't think that he could do that? Like, I, I still like, yeah, I mean, unless he was fully stunned by the lightning and just fell like a fucking brick. One could argue that he could use the force to soften his yeah, fall. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and we know a shock of lightning isn't enough to kill a Jedi. I mean, hell, Palpatine injected Luke with thousands and thousands and thousands of yeah. volts to the point where the motherfucker's shirt flipped open to reveal his light side and he was smoking. Yeah, I mean, he was literally, <laughs> smoke was coming out. <laughs> yeah. He was like a like like a microwaved hot dog. Like he was he was his, he was so fucking fried. His body was smoking, and he came out of it all hunky dory, no problems, no scars. So I don't think the cis lightning would would kill him. The fall, technically, if he was conscious, wouldn't kill him. And losing a fucking appendage, we know, is no yeah. big deal to a Jedi. I mean, it's like a I was going to say, like I, at least for the Skywalker. Yeah, it's family. like if you don't have at least a hand cut off, then like, are you even really a Jedi? Did you? Did you make Correct. it through your training? Right. Uh, You're a pussy like Yoda. And you never get <laughs> yeah, cut no, up. Like, <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I just think it would be cool. And there's so many like previously. I mean, we had talked about it the first time he brought it up. I think it was like three or four years ago. Um, the first time we talked about it, there wasn't really an avenue for it. We were like, well, OK, he could come back. But, but where? Like, is he going to be in a movie? Yeah. Why? Like, You know, how is it going to work? Like now... You have so many different, you have like his character would work perfectly in Bad Batch in animated form. That's okay. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, I, I think Bad Batch is probably the best series to, to do this if they're going to yeah. do it. And I know that's not what Sam wants, but I believe he also voiced Mace in the Clone Wars, at least I think, a few yeah. episodes. I think he was one of the actors that actually Yeah, not did all it. of them, but he was definitely in a few of them. And I think he was in, I think he did the voice in the actual Clone Wars movie, like the, the animated movie. But, but here's the other deal, and I think technically this, this would work too, but I mean, if they keep revisiting Grogu's past, you would think Mace would be someone that would have been in the loop that the, the temple had a yeah. Grogu had a Yoda baby and knowing what was going on with the Jedi, if he did survive and and maybe made his way back, I could see him potentially being the one that, that would get him out. I I still don't think it's needed like that level of character to do that, but I could see that playing out as well. But, but as Nick said, that would still technically be right at the beginning of the bad batch timeline. So I, I was with you. I was like, you know, Bad Batch, or if they have to make it uh, live action in a flashback, he somehow is involved in the Grogu escape from the Yeah, temple. exactly. So there's avenues. Like, I threw out that 
if this was something that was actually being kicked around at Lucasfilm and we just didn't know about it, the like it would have to be the best kept secret ever, but you could lit, you could have him in Kenobi. Like you, like he would have had to lay low for a long ass fucking time, but like he could pop up in Kenobi and f- I think they could make him fit and people's minds would be explode. They would have, they'd be like, I can't fucking right. believe it. P- pitch it to me. Pitch it to me. What, what do you see in Kenobi? So, I mean, he would be living a very similar life to, to Kenobi and to, to, uh, what's his name? To Yoda. Obviously he knows the fall of the Republic has happened. And he is, he's literally like in, he just stayed on Coruscant. Like he's in the Coruscant slums and he's just like a drifter. But he's like, he has, and he's like, I would, I would pitch him as like this completely warped and morphed version of Mace Windu. Who's like, who is almost like a Darth Maul or a Maul version of Mace Windu. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where he's just, yeah. When Maul was, was just mentally broken from being alone and suffering and and having hate for Kenobi. Exactly. And that is his exact thing, except it's for like Sidious and Vader. Like, cause he know, well at that point, like he knows like, okay, Anakin's turned. So like his, his entire being is just wrought with, I have to kill these motherfuckers somehow. Like I have to do it. And then like, it would be, it would be a pretty short, like, I mean, you could, you could play it as like a pretty short little thread where like, he's essentially trying to find a way to, to get near enough to either Vader or, um, Palpatine take him out. And, and then he just gets killed. Like he gets cut down probably by, I I mean, I, I could see, I, I dislike him coming back in Kenobi the most because, uh, you know, I let, let Kenobi yeah. be the star there and, and the main, yeah the main Jedi and the main, you know, uh, adversary for Vader. But, you know, it, it, it is, it is fair game. I, I'm kind of, you know, uh, I, I'm definitely like, just, just let, let the purple guy. I want him back. Lay, and, lay Tone, so Tone lay says dead. there has to be a bigger point to bring him back. That's not true. There was no bigger point to bring any of these characters back who who were brought back to life. <laughs> you want to know what the bigger point was? We want some money, motherfucker. People want yeah, it. It's called. It's called. Yeah. We know. We know our fanboys yeah. and fangirls, and we know what sells. Did we up. need? Boba I mean, Fett? look at how no. we all. <laughs> we didn't. Look at how we all reacted. When Ian was announced at Star yeah. Wars Celebration at the end of the at first I was like, "Oh my God, this is great!" And then you know I started thinking like, "What? Hey, woo, whoa, why, why? Palpatine's back. We need Dude, Palpatine? that room. We really need Palpatine." I wasn't even there. Like, what? And like you sent me the video of like when the the announcement that was the loudest I've ever heard a room of people ever. Like it was nuts. I mean, once he spoke, or, or, or you hear him in the trailer first, and then Ian came up and talked, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of us were, were really thinking like, whoa, 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 what does this really yeah. mean? Like, the dude's back, and what does that going to do to the story? Um, and it just, I don't think it did it justice. I, I Like I said, I, episode nine is probably my most disappointing sequel, just where it goes and some of the just broad general generic choices it made for characters. But, uh, Oh, well it's no, not worth revisiting all that nonsense. Yeah. So, I want him back. I don't know. Let him go. Let, let him be dead. But you know, if, if it makes Nick happy, I would not be, I would not be disappointed if, if done right. And, and that's how I am. Like, listen, I, 
I know we lament some of the the fans that get hyper focused on shit we consider stupid. <laughs> Uh, but but in the end, I I watch Star Wars for story. So as long as the story lines up, I don't give a shit who's coming back or or ultimately who is dying either. But I I think Mace should Mace should remain as a, I actually have a meme to post. I think from Tones that's perfect. It's like a, a squished. It's someone picking up a peanut butter and jelly slice off the floor, and it's essentially the the guts. The caption is Mace Windu and the person picking up the bread. It's like the Coruscant street sweepers <laughs> implying that they're like picking up a, a flattened Jedi. Uh. But oh, well, you're, you're not wrong. As, as Luke said in The Last Jedi, no one's ever really gone. Yeah. And that's already been proven many times over in new Star Wars. Yeah. So, um, I don't think that that somebody, fle- especially like the way he died, you did you literally didn't even see him die. Like. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, according to TV and movie <laughs> rules, he's 100% available to yeah. come back. There is no doubt he about it. He is alive until no proven otherwise. <laughs> I mean, they literally threw a body down like an energy shaft that exploded. <laughs> and that motherfucker came back like like 45 years later. So Nick, is he's not wrong. Just, just be prepared. But I, I'm kind of hoping they're just going to be like, you know what? We don't want to de-age Sam. Uh, unless we bring him back as like an old hobo, kind of like Chaos is saying here, like just a completely twisted, angry motherfucker that is is almost teetering on the dark side Dude, himself. Dude, I gotta say, Samuel and Samuel L. Jackson, he ages gracefully. You wouldn't even need to do that he's much. Beautiful. I mean, I mean, he, he's he, it's <laughs> unbelievable. I, I mean, I mean, he he really does. Even in Hitman's wife's bodyguard, he he doesn't look that geriatric. Yeah. And the dude's gotta he's be seventy three. What he's gotta be in his. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, he's got to be pushing 70 or or above. I mean, thank God for him. Keep him around and give me Hitman's bodyguards something Something the third because (laughs) they're fantastic, man. Some of the, I mean, some, the writing in that movie and the lines they have to deliver. Because, you you know, Sam, I mean, he is an an expert. Like, I, I try to model my use of swear words after Sam Jackson. And just the way he can deliver a fuck or motherfucker. I mean, it just fantastic. And then here in um, Selma and some of the shit they had her say, it's just like, <laughs> holy shit. All right. Oh, man. Awesome. So, yeah, Nick, Nick wants Mace back. I'd be fine if he stays dead. We'll see what they do. And as Nick said, money talks and no one's ever really gone in Star Wars. So be prepared. All right, my friends, I think we have finally made it to our fan segment for this week. You know how we do it. We have uh, two methods of being featured during the fan segment. The first is the question of the week, which gets posted. I know Scion told me to post Monday nights, and it's probably a good idea. I just keep forgetting because I am a very, um, I, I am a, I love routine. So... If I can get it into the routine on Mondays, that's when it will start. But so far, I haven't been able to break the routine of posting the question of the week Tuesday mornings to our Instagram account. Check our stories or our actual page and leave a comment. Nick will go through them or myself and we'll pick a few and then we will discuss them on the show and either tell you if you're an asshole or if you're intelligent and deserve to listen to the SWTS. (laughs) 
The other method is, of course, our bread and butter, and that is the top five, which uh, we do at the very end of every episode of the SWTS. And to get involved there, again, go through uh, Instagram at Star Wars Time Show. And if you like to share Star Wars content of any kind, especially if you make it, be it photography, real-ass paint, tattooing, it doesn't matter, tag at Star Wars Time Show and use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. Your shot may be featured on the page, and then at the end of the week, as Nick sits down to his deliberations for the top five, if he chooses you, you will be cemented into the annals of SWTS history during a top five segment. So, Nick, before the top five and everyone finds out who you chose, let's go ahead and deal with our question of the week. Indeed. Which was, what type of character do you think Christopher Lloyd is playing in The Mandalorian? All right. All right. I'll go ahead and take the first two, Nick, and then you grab the the one you pulled. (laughs) Indeed. All right, so first one, through a story, he's back, Rippick Tan, found the stories again. I could totally see him play a bunch of different characters. A super quirky science droid would be awesome. My parents told me they saw him in a play recently in uh, M.A. Oh, I thought that was Mars. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it was King Lear. So maybe some old, crazy, washed up ruler the Empire put in charge of Mandalore. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like both of those. Like a quirky science droid, I think, would work out. That'd be interesting to, to kind of get in the Doc's voice through yeah. a droid. Um, but kind of a washed up remnant ruler, like a governor of Mandalore. I, I think he could fit that fit that role yeah. too. All right. And then uh up next, <laughs> I threw this one in just because I thought it was Dude, a good there were a lot. punny type of response. There were a lot of those. Uh this comes from Art Ram. Artie of animation says a Mandalorian called Del Orion. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, that's it. I don't know if it gets better. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Like you can, you can tell I've moved in the full on like dad joke phase of my life when I, when I laugh at that, but that is a damn good, just dumb joke. (laughs) Like there's so many of those, but honestly, like it's too, it's almost like too on the nose not to do it. It's just like a funny cameo yeah. role. I just like, I, I like the way Art Ram yeah. spelled it too. Like a man DeLorean, yeah, DeLorean actually with the DeLorean. And then, then his name is Del Space. Dude, and <laughs> if you look at that, like if you were a Star Wars fan and you had never oh. seen like it, it Back works. to the Future, it you could, oh yeah, that makes sense. There's a Star Wars name. 100%. I mean, we, we're calling our lead man though, Din Djarin. Like what, what the fuck type of name is that? I mean, Del Orion. Not that far off. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like they could be fucking brothers right? at this point in time. <laughs> oh, you know what? See, this is why Nick, you got to have a little faith left in the star Wars fandom for stuff like You're right. this. This is why, this is what I love. <laughs> I haven't laughed on the star Wars time show in two weeks. This is what I love, but Art Ram, you made my day. <laughs> it was a hey, it was a good one. Dell, I'm. Who are you? I'm Dell. Dell Orion. And it's just like it's the perfect call out to all those Back to the Future fans out there. Just too too good, too good. Uh, all right, I made the Kessel Run in '88 parsecs. <laughs> oh man. <Del. laughs> All right. All right. Sorry. Next Go up, we got up. Tones. Tones is in the chat, even though he disagrees uh, with me on my Mace Windu take. I still like him. 
Um, yeah, I got the hashtag. You didn't eat it. Um, so he says long shot, but would love to see him play Joris Chabouth and, oh, yeah, and that tie guy. it in <laughs> with the mysterious said. cloning project they've teased us with. Chances <laughs> are he'll be a new character and part of the research team for cloning. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't, yeah, Tone Tones has some deep cuts, Nick. I don't know, I, man. Is that is that a name you're familiar no. with? Because that that one. I mean, uh, I I no. I I still like Del Orion better than George. No, yeah, <laughs> Del Orion is a much better name. <laughs> um, all right, TBS Data Vault. I know TBS Data Vault was here in the chat at one point. I don't know if he's still here. Uh, he probably got scared away know, at the beginning right? when I started yelling at people. He says. He's like, oh, yeah. They're. And here's this is another good one. He says, I'll take a stab at it and say he'll be playing a droid made from the scrapped parts of an old DeLorean. They could call him Doc 1985. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I That's love so it. That's so good, man. This is this is this is it, people. Thank <laughs> you. You guys are all of you guys and maybe girls. You are killing the question of the week this week. This is what I like Marty, to see. <laughs> Marty, you got to go back. <laughs> Doc one knife. <laughs> oh man, so good. Oh my goodness, just too uh, good. Out of the toy box in the fire, a little bit more serious. Says I'm thinking a scientist seems a bit on the nose, so I'm going to say he's playing a Mandalorian veteran. Yeah, see, he's not going for the obvious like we are. I mean, and that could very well be the case because you know, anyone that understands Christopher as Doc Brown is instantly going to, oh yeah, he's gonna, he's got to be a scientist. Yeah. But maybe that's why they cast him, just to fucking fool us all. And he he is. Maybe he's going to be Mandalore yeah, himself. Del-Baton. Del-Lorian. <laughs> Del-Lorian. Del-Lorian, the Mandalore. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Ordering. Fuck. Del-Lorian, his droid, Doc 1985. Dude, if it was like M4... A R T Y or like something like that. And it was, it was like doc and Marty was the droid. I would fucking lose it. I would just be like, I'd be okay. Oh yeah. I'm done. No, if he, yeah, you're right. If he has a sidekick that it's a droid and Bausch or whatever, and it spells Marty, that that's just going to be too good. It's it's just, Oh man. Uh, All right. Ordering toys says Crimson Dawn information broker that needs a favor done. For info, Din needs for Whoa, his mission. That's that's a I like that. I mean, that's a deep. That's kind of a deep yeah. cut there. And I could actually see um, him playing a character like an information broker. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, like a slicer of some sorts, a little quirky, wearing glasses, has you know tools, tool yeah. belts, things to you know ciphers to hack shit. I just I can't comment on Crimson Dawn during the Mandaverse timeline until I get through Rain because <laughs> fucking she's dead. Yeah, true. And it's like, and and obviously her her mission of taking out Palpatine and Vader is going to ultimately fail. I mean that's no spoiler. So I don't know. I mean Crimson Dawn could very well be just kind of off the table yeah. by the by the time the Mandaverse timeline. Kicks yeah, in. yeah. But the the general information broker I can get behind. Um, Del- Del- yeah, just has to be specialist. that name. <laughs> Last up, Rust Belt Collector says, "I'd love to see him as a half crazy, worn out bounty hunter." I could. That's another one where I could actually kind of see that tracking a little bit, where he's just like he's like yeah. tweaked out. He's like, "Oh yeah, man, I used to go all the time." Like, oh, almost like. <laughs> 
you know, almost like a retired cop that still hangs around the, the station yeah. or something, trying to, you know, just, just be around his, his former uh, brothers. You know, maybe he's hanging out with, with Cargo. That's what I was going to say. Like, he's, a, he's like, the, if this was still when Cargo was running the, the Bounty Hunters Guild, he's like always telling, he's like, one more job, man. One more, I got it in me. I got one more. Yeah. He's like, I can do it, grief. Sign me <laughs> up, like, man. Give me that puck. Why are you always giving yeah. it the din? Come, Come on, on, man. You remember me from back in the day? I used to be one yeah. of the best. <laughs> I could see it, but I, so I, I like all the answers, but yeah, I mean, how do you not go with Del Orion? <laughs> I, I, I can't, I like the, the name is permanently recycling in my mind right now. I mean, I am, I am hyper-focused on <laughs> Del Orion. <It's> <laughs> like, good. it doesn't matter what role he's playing. I just want that to be his God, name. I really hope so. Yes, this is Chief Scientist yeah. Del. Del Orion. Dude. Oh, Everybody... Man. That was fun. All, like anybody <laughs> of our age or who is the fucking Back to the Future fan would just lose it in that oh, moment. Oh my goodness. Like this. All right. We've reached. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> it's such a dumb joke, but it's it fantastic. Is. Like I love it. He's <laughs> a man DeLorean called Del Orion. All right. I digress, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Top five. <laughs> <laughs> Top five time. I can't do it. Go, it man. It is go, time go, go. for the top five Star Wars <laughs> fan artist features of the week. Matt Matt did an admirable, admirable job filling in for me while I was off gallivanting. Hey, what did you think of my template? Did you like I the did. template it was I good. used? Or? It was a good template. I didn't. You know, you still get more traction just by doing the, the, the swipe. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. Um, I think it's because it's like showing that like the... The images like themselves really big. Yeah, you can actually. I I, I get it, but you know, as like th- my temple is more prominent. Like here, are the artist yeah, names. Yeah. So, I don't know. I one one of the people like, oh, I like that. It was like, well, it's probably going away once it gets back. So. <laughs> no, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I enjoyed it. But uh, in order to get into this little segment, if you're not familiar with it, all you have to do is tag us oh, at Star Wars Time Show. On your Star Wars Instagram posts, whether they be art posts, toy pics, anything like that, tag at Star Wars Time Show. Use hashtag Star Wars Time Show on those posts as well. Matt will see your tag if he deems you worthy. He will add you to his ever-growing folder of to-be-featured images. And then once Matt features you on our feed, I will see those during the week and pick out the top five of those ones that Matt shared. So... This week. Well, uh, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Our tech's all fucked up. <laughs> it's like, for some reason, the main page won't finish loading the, the Instagram script. So I'm, uh, uh, go ahead. You can start talking about the first one, but I'm trying to prime these shots in their <laughs> own tabs at this point. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead. Uh, first up, our shot is from. This is just a blank square. It's this big <laughs> that's blank white like. square. And this blank white square is brought to you by at Odal underscore studio. Um, and w- hopefully the people on the live stream can see it now. If not, all right, there we go. I'm, they okay. can see it now. They're good. Um, <laughs> what we have here from at Odal underscore studio is an awesome little, it's like a cheeky, uh, shot of, of, uh, pilot Luke. And he's, he's trying to escape from two stormtroopers who are looking from him. And the stormtroopers are getting a little bit of a uh, disinformation thrown their way by a Jawa who's trying to keep. Luke's uh, Luke's location under wraps. I mean, I just thought it was super funny. You can see Luke on in the background there on top of a building climbing to to get out of sight while the yep. uh, the stormtroopers are looking for him. One of them 
one of them has Luke's pilot helmet in his head, in his hand. I, I love that. that that's like, honestly, what? that's my, that's my favorite character in the shot. And that trooper isn't even like the no. focal point of the shot. <laughs> And that's what I said when I shared. I just I love the scene staging here because as as Nick just explained, you are you're getting a a story told in in one simple portrait type of or not portrait. Yes, it's not a landscape orientation is what I'm yeah. trying to tell you. Uh, but it is just like I love that trooper scratching his helmet, going like, huh? <laughs> like I got a rebel helmet. Where's the rebel? Quill's <laughs> uh, yeah, in the back, kind of giving side. I just eye. noticed Quill. I was like, "Oh man, Quill's back there too." <laughs> yeah, and then as as Nick said, the the Java's kind of playing def uh, Java. Shit, need a little Java. Uh, too much programming yeah. today. Yeah, I wish I could drink Java, but the 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 Jawa there is is definitely uh, playing a little yeah, defense like, oh, yeah. for Luke and and pointing in the opposite Pretty direction. Sure. So maybe maybe Luke slid him some credits <laughs> or, or gave him like a a fucking uh, a bar or a part from his X wing yeah. to trade. Because uh, Jawas, I I would not classify Jawas as as good good aliens like looking to do the no. right thing they, they they're to me they they need to get something to yeah do they're something. they're not altruistic in any way they are quid pro quo <laughs> you give me something then uh, i yes. give you something 100 <laughs> percent. and who knows what pelly was oh, giving gosh. up to him to get to get some oh, of her gosh. stuff but i think there were some trades going on i, there I too. think so yeah i think you're right so but yeah i mean this one here at odal underscore student maybe maybe luke gave him a little reach around like, here you go you little furry bastard maybe. <laughs> like, I need to. Yeah. oh gosh he was like i'll give you oh my god your hands really are hairy she wasn't lying uh, oh man but this is uh, these are the type of like really funny creative shots that i love to see from the photographers yep. and at Odal underscore studio fucking killed it. So great, great job. Give them a follow on the IG. Very, very fun shot here. Um, next up, this is, so I was actually between two shots for this one. And they're both from the same artist. The artist is oh, Eric dude. gone underscore AFP. Yep. And what we see is the new hot toys, Ahsoka. I mean, it's, the figure itself is just breathtaking. Ridiculous. Like it's unbelievably accurate to Rebels Ahsoka. Um, and the way that... Uh, no, this is oh, this Clone is, Wars Ahsoka. I thought with the longer yeah. head tails, this was the, the Rebels. But. Yeah, well, apparently sh this figure is really tall too. Oh, okay. Is, is, is that what it is? Slightly off. But no, th this is um, her Siege of Mandalore Gotcha, kit. okay. Yeah, I thought her head tails were shorter. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, but anyway, this, the new Hot Toys Clone Wars Ahsoka is a fucking fantastic figure. And what Eric on underscore AFP ha has done with it, it's just awesome. I mean, uh, both of her sabers out at Ignited. You can see the Digirama in the background showing the, uh, the battle that she's having with Maul in the, in the Palace of Mandalore. Um, and the other shot that I was trying to choose from... Yeah, let me let me go to his page because I, I know exactly yeah. which one. You're it's like the about. action shot where she's like dragging the sabers across the screen, yep. and you just get this incredible blue glow with the smoke. Um, I mean, really, the only reason I chose the one that I chose that's in the top five is because you get a better look at her like facial features. Hey, it's and just stuff. such a clean yeah. shot. I mean, it is a fucking clean ass shot. The focus is perfect. Love the digital background kind of blending in some of the, the foreground effects with some smoke and sparks and then some great lightsaber effects. It just, I mean, this figure is unbelievable. 
I cannot wait until mine ships. All you motherfuckers <laughs> getting yours early. I need to just start buying from the store you all do because Sideshow Collectibles takes months and months after a figure releases everywhere else to get. Uh, but but I need this one, man. I mean, and, and, you know, Aragon, I've seen some other... I, I believe uh, one six shooter got his hands on her already. But it really is. I mean, this is why I buy Hot Toys now. I mean, look at that. Yeah. Look at that I mean, shot. It is look at that figure. Beautiful. Both of these shots by Eric Honor. It's a, it's a work of art. I mean, it's a fucking work of art. Call it a toy, call it stupid, whatever you want. I don't care. To me, it is a work of art. It belongs to be in the, the Louvre <laughs> just as much as that postage stamp size <laughs> Mona Lisa that That's Nick was right. talking about. That's right. No, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful figure, but Eric on did a fantastic job. Oh yeah. I mean the lighting, lighting. like perfect yeah. lighting with the, you know, the, the blue lightsaber is kind of hewing off her face. It's just, it's, it's fucking kick ass. But that figure is, I, I featured one last week that some dude just took like in a, in a hallway. I mean, that, that's how good the figure looks like the background was like a, a fucking wood door. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't yeah. matter. Look at this fucking that's all figure. you need for, for this figure. So there you go. At Eric gone, A-R-I-C-G-O-N underscore A-F-P. Beautiful job with the new Hot Toys Ahsoka. Next up, we have the Iron Gardener, and this is another little comedic shot here. <laughs> I mean, just the, just the concept behind it is hilarious. And it, the concept behind it makes no sense because what we see is a stormtrooper, Buckethead, taking out his miniature... <laughs> Yeah, at at dog like he essentially has a little at at that's attached a, that's to like a, a dog, a miniature at at dog attached to a chain, and the the dog at at is running after what looks like a squirrel on a hoverboard and trying to. Catch I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's like it's either sitting on a squirrel feeder or I'll yeah. take a hoverboard. Why not? Is running so fast that he pulled the stormtrooper off of his feet. So the stormtrooper is in like yes. full layout, like Superman mode. Right. Like, <laughs> like you'd see in a cartoon if a dog ran real fast and its owner was attached yeah. to its leash and the owner was literally <laughs> flying in, the, you know, flapping in the wind like a carpet, like a flying oh my carpet. God. And the, it, it is, man. It's just, it's beautiful. It's the, brilliant. I love that. It's literally in mid stride. This squirrel, like you say, I guess it could be a squirrel feeder, but the squirrel is just like on this thing that's right by a white picket fence. And the, he's just pulled the fucking stormtrooper off of his feet. The first, like when I saw it, I was like, this is ridiculous. It makes no sense, but it's fucking hilarious. And the posing yeah. is great. So I was like, I, I got to put it in there. Oh, it is great. It, it's a great shot. I mean, the, the Iron Gardener just knocked this out of the park. I mean, this is why we do what we do. Uh-huh. It's it's for stuff like this and just seeing the, the places these creators will yeah. go with with Star Wars action figures never ceases to amaze me. I mean, you, you get the real serious action scenes, you get the great portraits, but then you get these these humor setups yeah. that are, are are quickly becoming my favorite type of Star Wars toy photography. I, I yeah. just love the the, <laughs> the, the silliness. Um, but it's not just the silliness, it's the execution of the shot. And and sometimes these silly shots are going to be harder to set up than a more serious shot. Um, this, this one in particular, I mean, getting, getting a trooper floating in midair, I'm assuming, you know, obviously was, had to be on a pole of some sort. You got to figure out how to get the pole out of there without fucking up the background. Uh, even the at, at dog is off the ground. So that, that had to have been posed a certain way. 
Um, but it, it, in the end, it, it, it definitely all comes together to tell another little story and one little picture of this stormtrooper's bad day out taking his ad at for a oh, walk. Man. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's, yeah. Fantastic work from the, uh, at the Iron Gardener from concept to execution, killed it all the way across the board. Great job. Um, next up in the top five is at Kill Cutter Photo. Kill Cutter's been on a tear recently. Yeah, the dude's like getting features in Gizmodo, yeah. IO9, I mean, all over the and place. And what we see here is a couple of stormtroopers, probably, I mean, I don't know, do you think this is Tatooine? Is there a body of water big enough for a dewback to drink out of anywhere on Tatooine? Yeah, I think we just have to suspend, disbelief. Yeah. you know, our, our, our disbelief a little bit, uh, because I, I believe, at least the way I'm interpreting this from Cutter, Kill Cutter Photo, is is these are the this is the droid search yeah. party really fucking up like 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 they're sitting there cheers and having some spotchka letting their dewbacks drink from a body of water on Tatooine as the falcon is escaping yeah. from most icely in the hangar it was in <laughs> you had to get uh, with the droids you had to get so far off track to be still looking while they're already on the falcon leaving um yeah, but, but you, you could see stormtroopers oh, yeah. doing that. You, you could see these two idiots like, you know, breaking off from the pack like, hey, man, yeah. let's uh, let's go get fucked up. Screw this shit. Who cares about these it, droids? Vader's an asshole. I don't get paid it, enough. It's so great. And, uh, and what I love about it, too, is that Tatooine, oftentimes when shots are, are on Tatooine, it's very like earth tone, very brown because the whole thing is sand, yeah, sand. Uh-huh. and kill cutter expertly put in color here to make this really pop. I mean... Even like the like the dark green of the dewback pops when you juxtapose it to this really colorful blue water. Um, the 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 background, seeing the falcon fly off, you can even see like a little bit of the twin suns as well. Um, yep. yep, there's a there's a, a moisture, yeah, moisture evaporator, evaporator right in the, in the background. background. I mean, not, not a lot of nice little touches here. The the, the spots could pour yeah, I mean, out. Great job by Kill Cutter all around from, from <laughs> on the execution front. Yeah. And I believe, like, I, I, Kill Cutter does some of the best behind the scenes. I mean, he'll, he'll show you how many layers there were and how long it took to create. And I believe this was all shot on a white screen with just a little bit of practical sand. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at that now. Yeah. yeah, just some sand. And he has that, like, little, um, he has, like, the, the, the plant that's right next to the dewback and that, yeah. that submerged skeleton. And then he did everything else on the, on the computer in, in the Photoshop's. Uh, so, I mean, fantastic post-processing work from from Kill Cutter and just the uh, the the concept the concept behind the the image as well. Beautiful, beautiful job. Yeah, no, that's cool stuff. I mean, it's I'm actually surprised Kill Cutter hasn't gone more viral at this point. I know, in time, especially with like the big the big geek site coverage and you know he just just the love he gets on Instagram in general. Um, it'll come. It'll come. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know what it is? I mean, it's just, it's, it's how IG is these days. And I don't think kill cutter is a daily poster. Yeah. And if you, if you're not posting every day at this point in time, IG essentially turns yeah. the faucet and just off as a heads up for the toy photographers out there in the universe, listening to this podcast, Instagram did do another round of organic reach reduction. So if you guys have seen oh, shit, have seen a, a reduction. <laughs> that, well, you know what, Nick? That I mean, I don't know when you found that out, but I would say over the past three weeks, I've seen a lot more of the 
the woe is me. Yeah. I'm shadow ban. What the fuck is this? Where'd my reach go? So it seems that you just confirmed that. Yeah, that was a, they tweaked. They the did. Algo. They did do another update. Um, well, yeah. There, there so, you go. Con- confirmation from somebody who works in the space. Um, yeah. So at kill cutter photo, it, yes, the, the follows and the love will definitely come because the man is putting out, uh, some fantastic work. So give him a follow. Uh, last one here for the top five is at Matea underscore toy underscore photography. And uh, we get a good, Ricka. a good shot of Ricka, Ricka. And, uh, I mean, what he's doing is wrecking a bunch of stormtroopers. So, um, great action. Yeah, shot. As like a wrecking ball. I mean, that, that's about as wrecking wrecker wrecking like a wrecking ball as you're going to get. Say oh, that five times geez. really fast. But, uh, wrecker, wrecker, like a wrecking ball. Wrecker, 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 yeah, my, my brain quit after the <laughs> yeah. first, first sentence. But uh, what we see is, is literally him bowling through three stormtroopers, just full speed, no weapons, just him and his armor and his bulk <laughs> taking them out. And Yeah, he's he's doing what Wrecker does best, and that's wrecking yeah, shit, and- wrecking troopers. I mean, <laughs> you, you got to imagine we're going to start seeing them wrecking troopers. They don't have many droids to wreck anymore, so... Uh, Bad Batch Season 2, outside of the remaining clones, uh, you would think we're going to see a lot more of those stormtroopers we saw towards the end of Bad Batch Season yeah, 1. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but you're right. I mean, dude, this is another one where the staging is phenomenal and the practical effects just amp yeah. it up. Uh, I, I love just the, the way that Matea posed, like the, the troopers getting yeah. wrecked is just... Perfect. specifically that one that he's like in contact with like that back bend oh, yeah. is yeah. so perfect yeah like you can you can feel the force of his shoulder is what is propelling that trooper exactly. forward in a back bent position and then you see the other ones that he already ran through and how their 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 bodies have moved a bit more through the yeah. motion but then having, you know, I don't know if they used a, like a drain pump or just canned air, but then kicking up those particles, I mean, that that's like the final cherry on top here that really sells the full oh, effect. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just... I, I just, I just, yeah, it's just, it's just fucking kick yeah. ass. I, I love it. I mean, it's, it's like I said, this is as wrecker as yeah, it gets. Really, really fucking crushed this shot. So, um at Matea, M-A-T-T-E-A, underscore toy, underscore photography on the IG. Give them a follow. Uh, awesome stuff. Lots of different focuses on his page. Hey, real quick before you shut me down or shut uh-huh. the show down. Do you have any insights <clears throat> outside of making more revenue as to why IG made that latest change? That's a question from the group uh, No. So it is, I mean, basically when... One of my clients asked me about it. He just asked me about like the whole concept of why like organic reach would, would fall. And, and essentially it's because of ad revenue. Yes. Like they want you to pay to increase your reach. Okay. Well, there you go. Those in the live stream chat that were guessing at that, you are correct. A star Wars tour story nailed it. Cash rolls everything around me. Cream, get your money dollar dollar bills y'all all right those are words to live by from the great wu-tang clan check it out 36 chambers who ha who ha oh give it to you 
can't say the rest <laughs> after that and don't know the rest either. Are you someone, can you memorize song Ooh, lyrics? No, I'm not great at that. Yeah, I, I just, I, I can't, like, you know how before you left, you're like, this, this idiot, he can memorize just random Star Wars and pop culture facts like no one's business. And I think that's what all my brain power is used just- on because I can't. I cannot memorize the lyrics to save my life. I could listen to the song 500 times in a sitting and still not get yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm, I was uh, never really good at, like, even in my, like, childhood, I wasn't really good at, like, memorizing song lyrics. Yeah, I, I could, like, do, like, the little yeah. kitty songs and, like, some choir shit, but no, like, like a real song, a rock and roll, rap, nothing, it, nothing. I, I can get, like, little bits and that's, that, that's about it. Yeah. I I would I would have been one of those assholes that couldn't you know uh, quote the entire Ice Ice Baby back when it was oh, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like I knew, uh-huh. like I can, or or you can't touch this. I I couldn't do that. No, yeah, I I like I can remember sections, but if you ask me to recite a whole song, not gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I just I can't do it. That, that's why I love uh and I I need to just I don't know why I pay Spotify anymore because I get Apple Music, which is. The same thing. It has better quality music. It has lossless music. It has spatial audio. And I get that for free through Verizon. So I'm like, why do I still pay for Spotify? Spotify literally has some of the shittiest quality sound. (laughs) And I think it's because I get Hulu through it, but I don't even watch Hulu. So this is one of those deals where it's just laziness and forgetfulness and me not canceling Spotify because it's $11 a month I don't need to spend. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, oh well. Well, I have the the duo one. Me and Taylor have like the duo account or something like that. That's the only reason. Yeah, but you're not you're you're an Android guy, so I get it that you don't have. She probably has Apple Music for free through her iPhone, Maybe. but um, wh- wh- I mean, Apple Music is it's no different than Spotify, Pandora. It's the same thing. You're like, I want to listen to this, and bam, you listen yeah. to it. Um, and then it, you know the AI generates playlists and all that fun stuff. And I'm like, why am I giving Spotify money? And no, this is not like some Joe Rogan protest bullshit. It's just, why the fuck am I spending eleven dollars a month on something I get for free that is better through Apple? Yeah. And it's because I'm a <laughs> dickhead and just won't go fucking cancel it. It probably takes five minutes, but it's one of those things you know. You're like, oh yeah, I'll do it. Oh yeah, I'll do it. And then your old mushy brain forgets and you never do. <laughs> All right, my friend, is it time to put this one to bed, Nick? Yeah, I think so. I th- Episode 205, 205. Crazy. All right, talk about some content creation. 205 episodes since November of 2018. I know we're coming up on fucking four years already, which is crazy. I mean, Nick and I overall are probably coming up on a decade. We're close because we started uh, getting getting close. 20... It was it had to be around TFA, which it was, was 2015. It was, I think the first official Star Wars podcast we ever did was actually a group cast with some of the old EB crowd. Yeah, to 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 talk about yeah, the to movie, talk right? about and, and TFA. So it was probably the week that TFA came out, which was 2015, December yeah. 2015. So yeah. this is our seventh year of existence as Star Wars podcasters. Yeah, as as what this yeah. is, and you know, I think we we just finished two years of live streaming. It's fucking crazy how fast all the like what the pandemic did in terms of like fast forwarding life. I mean, when you look back on it now, it's been over two fucking years, two years. I still haven't set foot in my office two years. Haven't even touched the campus yet. And it's looking like I I may not have to for at least another semester or two. At this point, 
I'm just, I'm fully hunkered into remote work. So it's going to be a fucking, I I don't know if they'll ever get me back on campus teaching in a classroom. I've just, I've perfected the the, the setup too well. I was like, you don't need me there. Neither do the kids. (laughs) I have an email. No, they don't. And and like, I, I got data to back it up and trust me at this point, I'm, I've been around long enough. I'll be yeah. okay. All right, my friends, 205. It's time. It's been too long. We know we've gone too long when Tones has to go to bed. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the, that's the mark. Usually know when, when we've gone a little long when uh, Tones has to go to bed and uh, Chaos has to go to bed. All the UK listeners are getting tired over there. It's probably, what, 10 o'clock or something like that. So I think it's time. 205, good night. But before we leave you, Don't forget about StarWarsTime.net. If you're new, check it out. This is how you can get subscribed to the podcast if you want to listen to the show on a podcasting platform such as Spotify, which I need to cancel, or Pandora, or Apple, or Google. It doesn't matter what type of device you have. We've got you covered. StarWarsTime.net. Check it out. Hit the subscribe to podcast section, and you will be taken to the promised land. All we ask is that you rate and review the show on whatever platform you check it out on. If that's YouTube, do it. Thumbs up, leave a comment, sub to the channel, turn on notifications if you have not done so already. If you're on a podcasting platform, I think Spotify has added ratings. I think Pandora has added ratings. iTunes has always had them, and that's a big one to really um, add to the ratings and reviews because when it comes down to it, who invented podcasts? They invented podcasts. So th- that's still kind of the ecosystem that the internet will point people to when they're searching for, hey, what's a Star Wars podcast? It's usually going to go to Apple first. So ratings and reviews are key. As long as you do that, we're not going to paywall anything. And we never would paywall anything anyways because it's not like anyone would give a shit. I can't even get people to, to watch some of the content we create or listen to the show for free. So don't worry about those fucking paywalls. You're not going to see those here anytime soon. We just want you to come, hang out, have some fun. Who knows? Maybe you'll get yelled at and then apologize to later in the show. It seems like chaos started beating up some other people in the stream. You never know what's going to happen. We love you all, even if we hate you secretly. We still like when you listen to the show. There's always time for Star Wars time. Say it. There's always time for Star Wars time. If you want to, tattoo the shit on your forehead. Maybe that will be one way to get more people to check it out. Because I know if someone had, there's always time for Star Wars time tattooed on their forehead, I would at least check it out on the internet before I called the cops. Okay? There truly is, my friends. StarWarsTime.net. Hit it up. Check out the site. Sub up. And don't forget. And don't forget to tell new people. That if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always. Always.